You're listening to PodcastJuice.net. Did you know that Podcast Juice is premium content? Well, check out Podcast Juice All Access. Join today and get instant access to over nine years of great classic podcasts, members-only shows, and more exclusive content. Go to PodcastJuice.net backslash all access and join today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to Podcast Juice, and this is The Prince Podcast. Today's show is an album review. Yes, so buckle in. We are going to tackle the new Prince album, Hit and Run Phase One. Joining me today, Mr. Q-Storm. How are you, sir? Uh, I once, uh, once again, I'm under the weather. <laughs> I'm going to struggle through. You might be doing this again, but uh, I'm going to struggle through because I had to be here today. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Also, Mr. Day Drop-In. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay, Mike. Getting ready to start talking about this very polarizing album. All right. And also up next, a uh, special guest. He's been on the show from time to time. Mr. Benjamin Brooks. Sir, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, always glad to be on the show. All right. Thank you for joining us. Also, Mr. Aunt Pooh. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Although I weep, I'm weeping inside as I never thought that I would be too old to enjoy Prince's music. All right. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Sean Hill. Uh, I'm doing well. I'll be back, though. I left some pasta on the stove. <laughs> So I'm gonna go, go check that. No, I'm doing well. It just uh, trying to deal with this hot, hot, hot Southern California weather, uh, and about to uh, about to get into an album that I'm not too fond of. So let's get it on. All right, and, and everybody playing, the, everybody playing their hands up front. I, I, I know, right? Well, I, I've been vocal about it. Sean, right. just, I just want to know how many kids did you tell to get off your lawn this morning? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's settle down. Let's get things started. So first, before we continue on, we got to shout out Big Ken. Couldn't be here today. And, of course, uh, Big Sexy and Sack. Shout those guys out, and uh, they'll be back with us next time. So let's get into this album. This is called Hit and Run Phase One. This is the new Prince album. little background. I believe this is Prince's um, sort of officially... 34th studio album I know there are more uh, but this is the Prince release this album uh, exclusively was released on the title streaming service on September 7th 2015 uh, it is actually going to hit retail uh, I think the 14th uh, September which is next Tuesday I believe uh, there are I'm seeing some reports uh, people walking into tower excuse me tower <laughs> hilarious people walking into target stores as early as yesterday and today and, and it's sitting on the shelf so if you certainly walk yourself to target you may find it sitting there uh, so this album will be released on CD as well and I believe in the other countries it's already out on CD all right so as we said, this is definitely an album to talk about. So we're just going to jump right into this and we're going to do a track for track as we always do. And uh, we'll let things play out as they do. All right. So first off, the first song in the album is called Million Dollar Show. And it's also featuring Judith Hill. And I'm actually going to go to our guest today, Mr. Benjamin. Oh, you! I got to kick it off. You okay. got to kick it off, man. What do you think of Million Dollar Show? All right, first off, I it should have just been on her album. Let's get that out of the way. Um, I I don't know how I feel about it. I know that I hate the chorus on it. 
a better hook may have saved the song and a little bit more production near the end. I like that they went into some strings and stuff, but it's a Judith Hill song for the most part. It shouldn't be on her album. I mean, on his album. I don't understand the whole thing with mixing for you and 1999 and all that just to remind us that he's not who he used to be. Or I don't understand the whole purpose of the first song on this later on in the show. I'll get to what I thought should start the album, but I'm, I'm iffy about it. I just don't think it needs to be on the album. I thought it was a weak start to the album. Not a bad song, a good song, a okay song for her album, but for his album starting off with, what they hyped up to be this uh, experimental or whatever adjectives they were using to promote this album. It didn't live up to it at all. That's all I got. All right. Mr. Day dropping. Okay. So for these tracks here, what I did a little bit, a little bit different. I did score them. I did some pros and cons for each track as well. It kind of helped me out with the scoring. So here's what I had for this. Um, As far as any pros, because I tried to look for positives on every track. Um, on this one, it had a nice driving beat at the very least. Um, I think in terms of what this song could be used for, uh, it could serve as a okay intro in a live setting, uh, but it doesn't translate very well to a recorded session setting like this. Um, I think in general, this, this track here, if it's played live, it could turn into something good. So those are my pros on this track. The cons. It takes too long getting in. As Ben mentioned, it's 30 seconds in out of a three-minute and 10-second track before you actually get to the meat and potatoes of the song. Um, and, and as Ben mentioned as well, there's hardly any Prince singing at all. This is really more Judith Hill featuring Prince. And um, lyrically, I mean, when you got stuff like, only the haters ever complain. That's that's something that just it's kind of it's cringeworthy. One of the cringeworthy lyrics of this album Um, in album form. It's a weak opener. It's a weak opener and it's very underwhelming. So the final score for this track here would have been four out of ten. But I'm going to take one away for being a weak intro. This is an opening score of three out of ten. Wow. All right. Uh, actually, we got another uh, guest joining. That's not a guest. He's he's one of the one of the founding members, one of the OGs of the, of the show, Mister Big Ken. How are you, sir? What's going on, boys? Man, it's all you, baby. So you you just came in. We just started. Uh, we on the first track, Million Dollar Show. Uh, Mister Benjamin <clears throat> Benjamin has went. Ernie just uh, gave his rundown, as you heard. So I'm curious, what do you think of Million Dollar Show? Uh, I just caught the little bit of tail end of what Ernie said. I agree with him. It is underwhelming. I, but I guess the, the thing that stands out to me the most is I, I'm kind of curious why he started off this song with snippets of classic songs. All right. That's what All I right. said. Okay. Well, here, I'm going to give my, my quick take on this song. We've got a lot of people... Uh, Initially, when I put it on, yes, as pointed out, you know, it starts with For You and, and all that. And I'm kind of like, hmm, I don't know about all that. And, you know, the song gets on. And when I first thing in my back of my mind, I was like, oh, this man, this sounds like some. I, mean, I could just see like a, a Beyonce or, you know, one of these 
chicks that's out there singing this or something. And I was kind of like, nah, nah, nigga. But as I continued to listen to it and went by another day, I listened to it again. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is my joint. Uh, I jammed this. <laughs> all right. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm a blaming on the new hey, baby. That's, that's okay. what it is. You ain't I, had a <laughs> So yeah, you're delirious. I, I jammed this. Hey man, and the I track know, is not bad. Yeah, the track I know is not bad of, at all. all of the the things like it, it's some different stuff, but it's not a horrible song. It's right. not a traditional. Well, see, that's not hard for me to say. I won't say it's not a traditional Prince song because there are a lot of princely elements with the horns, the guitar. Uh, and all of that type of stuff. But it's just a very bright, of the world of today type of song. And I'm not mad at it for that. Because at the end of the day, I'm in my car and I can't stop saying, humming. I'm like, hey, it's just kind of catchy to me. Um, I, I played this album in my car so I could really crank it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of banging. I'm just saying, this, this song was banging for me. Uh, so I like this song. Uh, I don't necessarily I do don't I don't like the build up to it but at the same point it is not as if Prince has not done this many times before where he puts a whole bunch of stuff at the beginning of a song one of my favorites would be I know there's a whole thing in there that, you know again the whole song is one track but still so I'm not mad at this it's a new day so that I, I, I'm feeling the song right now uh Q Storm Well um there's going to be a recurring pattern in pretty much all the songs on this album. So assuming we're going to do like a, an overall summary of the album, I'll save all of my caveats for that point. But when I first heard the song and I heard the, the snippets, I was like, oh, I'm in for something now. OK. And then when this poppy, bubbly, frothy melody came out, I was like, <laughs> what the hell? <clears throat> All right, and I hated it, hated it. Yeah. I hated the fact that I wasn't hearing Prince's voice lead off the track. I didn't know who Judith Hill was. And I'm like, where's Prince? Two days later, I'm sitting in my car. I'm like, oh, wait, whoa, okay. Why is that in my, let me get the title. Let me Let me get my iPhone out. I've been banging this track. Five days straight. <laughs> I love this track. And to me, I rationalize not hearing Prince by saying, okay, Judith, whoever she is, she's the opening act to bring Prince on, on stage. And I'm like, okay, I'm cool with it, fine. Because I love the melody. To me, this sounds like, I know a lot of you all probably hated this album, but I could hear this on Graffiti Bridge in place of Can't Stop the Feeling I Got. Uh, oh, that's about, that's <laughs> yeah, it has it has the same type of it has no the same way. type of happy type of uh, I don't know that beach sound I don't know the sound I'm trying to I'm trying to put my finger on. So what you I, said is she said that rockabilly, May, not rockabilly, but that kind of like beach kind of sixties type of groove. Is yeah. that, so wait, also, he got he got Judith Hill instead of Tevin Campbell is what you're telling us. I don't know what you're talking about, but anyway, uh, it also <laughs> reminds me of. Um, I can see, like, it, it reminds me of the happy Janet Jackson type of song that we were talking about a few other He wish. <laughs> so I, I love the song, and I can't get it out of my head. So I, I play this song at least once a day. I love it. All right. Mr. Sean Hill. All right. Uh, I, first, I want to give an apology to artificial 
uh, Cage, I recently said that that was the worst album opener in Prince history. Well, congratulations, Million Dollar Show. <laughs> you are now the worst opening <laughs> song. Mm-hmm. First of all, when I hear those snippets, I immediately go, ooh, I want to hear For You. Ooh, I want to hear 1999. Ooh, I want to hear Let's Go Crazy. Why even bother to put those on there? I get it. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to mimic an intro to a concert. I get it. But especially with 1999, the beat is even in there. I'm like, at least take the beat out. Remove the beat and not remind people of a much better song. I don't know. Call me crazy. I like my Prince songs with a little bit more Prince. Not uh, not this, that that Idlewild Andre 3000 voice that comes in towards the middle. I hate that. Uh, I wrote in my notes, this is, um, this is Single Ladies. Welcome to Single Ladies 2.0. This is a horrible, horrible, horrible Prince track and a horrible, horrible opening to a horrible, horrible album. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Good night. Okay. <laughs> Drop the mic. Uh, and Pooh. Uh, I, damn, I don't know how I can follow that. Right. Well, for me, I, go, I, I don't... I don't particularly care for the song. I know it's a catchy beat. Uh, one thing I will say, Jonathan, Josh, I'm sorry, Joshua Wilton, I mean, although who gives a fuck what his first name is, is whatever. He can put together a catchy pop beat, and that's what he did. The only problem is, is that, and this would be my reoccurring theme is, is that this is Prince. And I'm going to go on a tangent, but uh, Little Kim, she did a uh, she did a, a segue, uh, no, an interlude where she was uh, doing a radio interview and somebody called up like, "Hey, little Kim, I got this hot sixteen for you. I got skills. I got skills." And little Kim goes, "What? Who the f- nigga? I'll write my own shit. Go take that shit to Foxy." And I say that to say, what the hell is a uh, Prince having somebody make beats for him? You're Prince, make your own music. And while Josh is cool, it's like. You got Prince who could do the drumming, the bass, and the guitar. Dude, I want some live instruments. Uh, this song reminds me of Beyonce's Get Me Body. And like I'll um, copy everybody else's who said as far as the opening track, I'm used to For You, I Want to Be Your Lover, Dirty Mind, Controversy, 1999. Shoot, even uh, Musicology. This just does not get me hyped to listen to this album. And I think it's nice experimenting, but... Nah, I'm not feeling it. All right, moving on. Everyone spoke on this one. So we move on to the next. It is Shut This Down. And real quickly, I would just say this when I first heard it. I was like, eh. You know, and I, I had to think back. I used to do this with some of the classic material. <laughs> I wish wasn't. He was on some other shit, and I wasn't really, I wasn't there yet. But let me tell you something. Again, kind of like I guess what Q was saying. I, I've played this a, a few times at this point. Well, I don't know what that was. And, I've, you know, I'm like kind of, I don't, in my heart, I'm kind of like, in the morning, like, ah. but this is Prince. And he does shit like that. And when they get to the, toward the end where the bass get the popping, hey, I'm like Billy at the end of uh, Purple Rain with the hand up. The shit's banging, man. Uh, I, I again played this in the car, and as much as I was trying to hate on it, I can't front when my head is popping, and I'm like, oh, man. Uh, and when you get to the end, I'm like, uh, it's over, like. Uh. So I fucks with this track. 
can't I understand the hate, but I fuck with it. Uh, Big Ken. You know, I'm inclined to agree with you up to a point. I, I have to admit going forward, now, I've only listened to this album a couple of times. Um, I'm, I found it difficult to like really sit through and go through the entire album because it's just not what I expected. But that being said, I, I agree with you on the bass part. Okay, it, it is banging. But see, here's this is the problem that I have with this album overall. It's on this track. It's on the last track. There's bits and pieces of Prince scattered throughout the Prince that we know, scattered throughout this album, right? You know, the last track had a little bit of chicken scratch guitar. It wasn't quite chicken scratch, but it was a little bit of guitar. This track got a little piece of the bass. The next track got a little bit, a little bit of this. You hear some multi-layered Prince vocals on this other track a little bit here. But they're scattered all over the place, man. It's not put together in one cohesive song anywhere on this album. And then on top of it, it's buried inside Joshua's mix. And I think that's the problem, man. It's like there's not enough prints in this track. You know, when I first heard it, the first thing that came to mind was like, this is a, a, a bad version of My Name is Prince. Mm -hmm. You know, with all the all the screaming and stuff, but... It's grown to me a little oh, bit a couple of times. A little, it's grown to me a, a little bit a couple of times I've heard it, but it's just not enough of what makes Prince Prince to keep my interest, right? That little that little snippet of the bass popping that you're talking about is only, what, like 10 seconds? No, it's you longer know? than that. It's not that much long. It's not that much longer. The majority of the track is him screaming, and, and, and Joshua's, <laughs> Joshua's, you know, trapped. And that's the other thing, too. This 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 track is, a, is prototypical of that trap sound and or dubstep or whatever it is that the, that the millennials nowadays go for and i just think it's too it's too much right it drowns out whatever is of prince is it drowns he's buried in it so it's it's grown me a little bit but over, overall it's it's, it's just kind of meh to me yeah you know real quick i'm just gonna say this and we'll go on to we'll go to q storm next what i find with this album so far is that Everything, my expectations of what I think Prince is and what I know Prince to be in my mind, this contra not unless it contradicts, but it is different as you spoke of. But I have to go back and remember, this is Prince. And he's built his career on flipping the whole thing and going totally against what people's expectations of what he does, for better or for worse. Most of the times <clears throat> it works. Sometimes it may not work for certain people. But this reminds me, and then people are gonna scream, but I would imagine if you started from, you know, first album all the way to 1999 or Purple Rain and you was hardcore Prince and, of course, there's a certain sound he's doing and then he comes with Around the World in the Day, I would imagine you would thought that was some, some bullshit because you'd be oh. like, this is not the Prince that I know. Where is the, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So I, in my mind, I sort of, I thought to myself, I said, you know what, this album is kind of doing that for a lot of old timers who we've built this thing in our mind because this shit sounds a certain way. And here he's coming with something that is not at all. We expect it The change is hard, but that's how only I can look at it. Well, I, I hate to interrupt. Can I just interject real quick? Go ahead. I, I, I was there for when the round the world in the day dropped. I mean, I was in, I was the, you know, the biggest fan then still the biggest fan. Now I remember putting the needle on the record Hearing that opening, whatever that that instrument is at the beginning of Around the World in a Day, and I knew 
that yes, he's on something different, but it still sounded good. And I think this is where I have the problem with this album. He's trying to do something different, and and it, it just it just doesn't work. It, it just doesn't work. Well, it, it doesn't it, work for you, right? I I agree with that, Mike. I agree with what you <laughs> what you're saying, and, and you're right. And and that's why ultimately this album on the whole right now for me is not for me, right? This, right. this might be something that I. You know, I five years from now, I might go back and listen to it like, man, this was I slept on this, you know, but you're right. He's doing exactly what he's always done. Right. Which is just flip the script. And sometimes it worked. Sometimes it don't. So that's why I'm I'm not as because I've, I've been checking out, you know, some of the posts on the org and other places, man. And it's a lot of salty people. Salty at this album, man. Right. It's, and and it's, I would it's imagine very divisive. Man. I don't feel that strongly about it. Like, it's not that good to me, but. You know, it's Prince and he's experimenting. So I, it doesn't bother me as much. I just kind of lump it in with, you know, Pimp Rag, Tootsie Poppin' and Kane. Right. And imagine if the Internet existed when Around the World in the Day came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they would be salty. as hell. <laughs> we, You know what I mean? Like, because again, it was a total difference to what he was doing. Your image looked totally different. The, the music was uh, different. Just like you said, uh, Sean, when that thing comes in, you know, on some Arabian prince or whatever. But <laughs> if all you know is controversy in 1999, Little Red Corvette, don't, you can't lie. And be like, what the fuck? So that's hey, why I, the way I say him, look at this. You know, it's, it's some dope, totally different shit. May I interject real fast? Real quick, and then we're going to go to Q-Storm. Go ahead. I'll, I'll save it for my turn. Go ahead, Q-Storm. Q-Storm. Before I even get to the song, I just want to say, I know we all kind of have a common mentality that around the world in a day was a breaking point for some fans <clears throat> and i completely get that i agree with that but i'm gonna say and i can't believe i'm defending this album but even with around the world in the day even though you heard when you put that on and you heard that flute come in or whatever that is sitar whatever it is you still had that funk that funky bottom on that bass on on that on that on the drums and so to me, even though I'm going to say, I understand why people say Around the World in the Day was a different departure. I want to say, you look at it, it really wasn't because the instruments may have changed or the sound, the the, the melodies may have changed. But that beat, that fucking gut bottom is still on that first track, Around the World in the Day. So Yeah, but you only I, get that after you've gotten past the, the initial, like, God damn, this is totally different. Just like this. A lot of his songs, when you go back and listen to them a couple of times, and you start to realize this shit is actually kind of good. It just it sounds so different. You know, the surface like level that. of you can't accept it initially. I feel like this. This is why when I first heard the album, I hated it. But then every good Prince album, other than I'm, I'm not talking about 1999. Those, those are those are no brainers. That, that shit is dope. That, that's no brainer. I'm talking about every album from Around the World in the Day. What has uh, what what happened with me was when I first listened to him, I didn't have a reaction. I was like, I'm not sure what to make of this. Three days later, I'm like, oh, let me put that joint back on. And it was a wrap. And the same thing happened with this album. Whether I like the changes that he made or not, I have to say, I have I can't front the same experiences with this album. I'm I, Three days later, I'm like, damn, I'm rocking this album. So, I mean, my hat's off. Take me in to shut me down. Shut this down. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I'm I'm just... Uh, Shut this down. Hey, let me me back up a sec. I'm going to say it like this. Y'all going to clown me. I don't care. When I first heard My Name is Prince, 
I was like, wow, I'm liking this because it's something different. He's di- he's giving me a different vocal delivery. I like it just for that alone. Okay. It wasn't until I heard you guys review that song. I was like, okay, I see the flaws in that song. However, this song did remind me of My Name is Prince, but because I didn't really have a problem with that song, I don't have a problem with this song. I love the delivery. Um, I, the comparisons don't bother me. The one problem I have with the song is when Prince tries to sound like a, a Mac when he says that line, straight purple Mac, baby. I kind of cringe when I hear that. But then he comes back with that bass, and I'm like, all right, it's all good. It's all good. I love I love this track, too. For me, the first two tracks, I'm banging them every day. All right. Day dropping. Okay. So I'll be, I'll be quick about this. So shut, shut this down. You guys mentioned already. Um, my name is Prince. I see it more like a, a little bit of my name is Prince as well as uh, Slave. Um, I, uh, there's some sick bass going on. You guys mentioned already at the 215 mark. Um, and I said it reminds me of Slave towards the end with the beat. Towards the end like that. You hear it. It's buried in there, but it's there. It's not exactly like it, but it does remind me of it. And and that's a song that I actually like because of the beat and all. So, you know, that's a plus for that. So those are the pros on this track. Uh, the cons. Again, that My Name is Prince vibe is completely unnecessary. Um, aside from that, and Ken touched on this, there's very little Prince of a Prince sound for me anyhow in this track. Um, I think this would have worked better as a non-Prince labeled instrumental uh it would have garnered more of appreciation for me in that respect had it not been a prince track and it was an instrumental track because i expect a lot more uh and my expectations are high that way uh and so that's that's another con right there and then there's that stupid ass ending dialogue it doesn't count as any kind of silly ass prince it's just dumb. It's not funny or fun, and it's unnecessary. Please let me go next. I mean, so yeah, you know the the final score on this one. It's a four out of ten, because again, it's to me, it, as a non-Prince labeled instrumental, it works on a mediocre level. If it was a non-labeled Prince instrumental, it'd be a mediocre song as is. Uh, the second half of this track keeps it from also being a three. Like the first track. So again, it's a four. So we start off with a three. Then we make a gigantic leap up to a four for track two. All right. Go ahead, Ben. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've just been bubbling, but I got to piggyback off of him. Let me start here. If you had taken me into Paisley Park a while back before they laid any vocals on these instrumentals and Josh played me the album from beginning to end, I would be geeked about what's going to happen. But it didn't live up to that. Now, there's the argument. I agree. I agree. There's the argument that, you know, not being able to handle change. I'm on the other side of the spectrum. It's not he's not changing enough. He still stays in this bubble. I mean, he's all over the bubble, but he still kind of stays in this bubble. This isn't new to me because the first thing you hear, first thing you think of is my name is Prince. And I never was really crazy about that track back then so i really don't want to hear a rehash of it and i just wish that my complaint sometime could be if he's going to rehash something from the past 
why can't the complaint be, oh, uh, he's just doing the same thing he did in The Beautiful Ones or something dope? You know, it's always like he rehashing <laughs> something that was <laughs> just <point>. okay. <laughs> I like that. When That's it was good. out. Rehash a jughead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why, why we got to relive that? You know, <laughs> oh, man, it just sound like some condition of the heart. That would be the shit. But, you know, he can't do that anymore. And then I want to go to this ending, this like he said, is it supposed to be funny? Is it supposed to be, you know, he did at the end of musicology. Uh, uh, don't you ever touch my daddy's records or, you know, whatever that shit's supposed to be. I don't know if they was cracking up in the studio or something, but it doesn't translate to the listener. I remember back in the day when Prince started talking on the end of a track, it was some dope shit. Uh, I, I can tell how you, not with your lips, but with your soul, with how yeah, you never bored. All that dope shit he used to say back then that you would actually say to a girl if you was, you know, if you was that kind of weird Prince fan. He don't say anything that I would repeat. And that type of stuff is not funny. It just, like you say, when you talk about stars, as far as like the complete album, you know, how many stars you give it. These are the type of decisions that they're making at Paisley Park that I just don't understand that diminishes what could really be a, a nice overall album. I think it's underproduced, but we'll get into that when we do our summary. That's my thing on. All right. Got this down. Underproduced? Aunt Pooh, go ahead. Underproduced. Yeah, we'll get to it when tracks, yeah. Wow. Go ahead, Aunt Pooh, shut this down. Uh, I'm sorry. First, let me go on the sidetrack. I just gave title props, and now it's just going to just fuck it all up because for some reason I cannot get to the end of Shut This Down. Maybe that's God saying, do not get to the end of this song. <laughs> <laughs> At the 130 mark, it just stops. And I'm like, what gives title? But, yeah, I don't like this song. All I keep hearing is, I just when I listen to it, I just keep waiting for the, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, um, Or wait for Tony M to bust in there. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what more to add to it other than that 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 do 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 reminds me of Mariah Carey's It's Like That, which JD did much better productions on. And we'll get into this later, but you know, I feel like Josh Wilton could turn into a really good producer, but right now it's like he's just aping so many other people's style, which, you know, as you start up, I could get it. He's only 25. But when I can start hearing other people produce songs in every song that you're producing for Prince, that's not a good compliment. All right, Mr. Sean Hill. All right. Um, do we need yet another reminder of just how bad Prince is? No. We're 34 albums <laughs> in, Prince. We know it, man. We 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 know how bad you are. We know how to fuck you. I mean, he should have just he just should have just redid bad and called it a day. Um, this this song is some. Uh, I'm gonna say this a couple times in this album. This this song is the equivalent of swimming through a river of shit to find a diamond. And Damn. the bass licks the bass licks at the <laughs> end of the track it is that diamond you find in the river of shit. This is, again, a, a bad song. It's only saved by the bass. And someone else already hit on it, too, the the, the ending. And then, Prince, if you're going to curse, if you're going to fake curse, just curse. All right? I, I don't even want, you know, the, the blanking out of, of saying ass. Just say it. But, you know, for good. And oh, I'm surprised no up. one said it but me with that, too. Um, I'm surprised no one said it uh, until now. This song should have opened the album. This is an obvious album opener even though i don't particularly like it but this is a better opener than uh the previous track 
but it's it's still a, a, a weak track and put it in with my name is Prince lay down uh days of wild back away from the microphone days of wild days of wild oh all right bragging, the bragging yeah. oh, okay. I, I approve <laughs> my name is Ben I approve this message <laughs> are those kids still on your line Sean I'm saying damn I'm I don't need another song reminding me how bad he is. I get it. I know he's but bad. You're not Move the on. audience he's going after, Sean. He's going after. That's, we, that's, we that's, have a to, other, that's a whole other. That's a whole other. We have. I'm to, sorry. I have to counter that cue because Sean is the honest. Because Sean is the one that's going to pay money on Prince. No. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy no. this damn album when it comes out on CD. <laughs> the millennials aren't. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm the fan. You need to cater. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, the, review, the reviews of the album would say differently. All right. Hey, those are reviews. Let me I wait to the sales. Well, the, the sales are not going to matter, right? Hey, let, let's let's uh, stay focused. Let's the stay reviews focused. said musicology was some type of epic piece of work. So let, let's stay focused. We we doing the review. We're going to focus on ours. So we did Man. shut this down. So next up is <laughs> Ain't About to Start. So uh, let's go to Ernie. Yeah. All right, ain't about to stop or start, whatever it was, featuring Rita <laughs> Um All right, so the pros, the pros on this one. It's another track with the driving beat, and that, that's cool. Um, the instrumentation, is, it's interesting, and it has inspiring sections, especially from the 238 mark to the 304 mark with that funky-ass bass that kicks in. Um, that's some prints right there. And... Um, as far as the pros go, I can't do too much more to it. I mean, it's good. It's okay song. It's all right. But it's, again, it don't live up to what I expect to hear um, for the cons. For the most part, Rita Ora is is drowned out. So I don't even know whether they have her featured on it. She's there, but it could have been anybody. So it's not like you had to throw her name out there. It could, it could have been anybody doing that. And the lyric, I come from North Mini. And I never run from any. And I ain't about to start right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, right, that's kind of a dope rap lyric right there. Yeah. I don't know. And then, <laughs> the, you know, doesn't honestly, I'm asking everybody here, from that 210 to the 223 mark, what, what are they chanting? Yeah, I don't speak crunk. I don't, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, here's what it sounds like. It sounds like this. It's, to me, it sounds like if you're not a razor butt, you're a blood clot. I don't so, like I said, I don't know. I, let's oh, call, man, that was bad. Let's call Lil John and find out. I don't know. Because I don't know what that is. But that, that's, that's a con for me. Um, Sean is song, killing me, man. <laughs> this this song should have been more, than, more from that 30-second funky section that I previously noted. It should have been a lot more of that. Um and it would have been a hit that way. As far that's as I'm that's the River of Shit section, mm-hmm. two thirty-eight to three hundred five. Yep, that's that's fine the dying. That's right. And so see, and then okay, here's another one. See, the song ends at three twenty. What is all that crap at the end? <laughs> Man, I mean that's not interesting. It makes me think that there's something else that's going to be playing, and then there isn't. That needs to be edited out. That that just sounds like sloppy editing. Is what that sounds like. I don't know that's what. A- you know, I hit, when I first heard it, I thought some other song was coming on, and then I, what happened there? And it took you me know about what that four was? listens. That, that was the same thing you got with uh, what's the song, the, the Time album that just cuts into a whole other beat. 
I don't want to leave you. Yeah, so she happened back office. then, and she can happen today. With the same Wait. thing he does right before Anesthesia on the Love, Love Sexy album. That whole orchestra string uh, yeah. intro. Yeah. But that's dope. Oh, but see, that, that, that's an intro, though. See, this isn't even an outro. This is just something completely different that makes no sense and then cuts off for no apparent he, he's reason. He's done it many times before. Yeah, he has. Well, he, he, ain't, he ain't learned then. okay final score on this one final score uh four out of ten because unlike the previous track those 30 seconds of the funk do not save it and it doesn't give it an extra point so it stays at a four out of ten this is also where i first heard up to this track where i first when i first heard this album i only heard it up to track three i didn't hear beyond that because i had to head on out go to the dentist's office and stuff and and, uh by this point i had thrown my hands up i had done the, the old man hand wave to the to the computer going, eh, by the time I heard this track, you know, and you know what, again, and I'll go over it again later on when we do our our final review. I was a victim of the 30 second vice, like you said before. And, um, I should have heard more of the album than I did the first three tracks, but the, on these first three tracks, it's not looking good. All right. Big Ken. Yeah. It'll be quick, man. It's, it's more or less the same. Uh, I have to listen to this track more, but of course the, the bass popping stood out, you know, but again, it's just like I said before, man, you know, you have to wait till you get to the end of that, you know, to, to, to get to that diamond as Sean so eloquently put it. Um, but I mean, it's okay. Uh, I have to just, li- I have to listen to it some more, man. I really can't say much more than that. All right. Real quick. Uh, again, this was just like the other ones for me. I initially, I'm just like, I can't, I can't fuck with this. What is Prince doing? You know, this is for the kids, man. But like I said, I I played it. I've listened to this album so many times. There's a part in this song, you guys mentioned the bass part, but then even going a little bit past that, and he does that. There he goes. And you hear, I mean, he throw a little bit of that. I was like, ah, it's kind of filthy, and just everything's popping, and the, the, you know, the beats and everything. I don't normally listen to shit like this. But to me, he put a little stuff in it where it brought me into where I was like, this shit is kind of banging. It's like after a while, that type of beat, when I normally hear shit like this, I zone it out of my mind. Like I don't, it just sounds like mess and noise. But for some reason, I got into this after a while. And I got, and I was, uh, I posted it online, but I was watching, I was listening to this song at work actually. And I saw this video, this chick dancing in the street. <laughs> I saw that video and she was going on but I had the volume turned down and this was on and it was just at that moment I was like damn this song is filthy because <laughs> I don't know the way she was moving it seemed as she was dancing to the song and it just matched the beats and the franticness of it and I had to just tip my hat I said you know what I'm going to tip my hat to Josh man because <clears throat> this isn't traditional Prince shit but this is not horrible it's not normally shit that I will listen to because I normally don't give shit like this a chance. I don't know if I will start to, but for whatever reason, Prince brought me in to make me comfortable. And I, I listened to it enough and got past my rejection of it. I was like, I bang this. Just like you know, Q was saying, I played this. And go, this shit's banging to me. I was like, I get caught up in this. and the, Yeah, it does have that uh, trap music type shit. I, I, I was ready for uh, my man Rick Ross. Every day I'm hustling. I was, hey. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So, That's what I thought. I'm not mad at it because it reminds me of other stuff that means I'm supposed to hate it. No, the shit was good to me. You know, it's totally different some shit, but 
I like this track. That's all I can say. Uh, Sean Hill. <laughs> hey, all right, so this this song proves my theory that for some, Prince could fart on a track and people would say it was dope because that's what the beginning <laughs> of the song sounds like. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Hey, strong. Hold up. Yeah. This is from Under the Cherry Moon. You've been practicing that line all night, haven't you? <laughs> uh, actually, no. I just, I just thought of it just now. Uh, I, I, I nicknamed the song "Whoop That Trick." If you guys remember from uh, <laughs> "Us and Float," I could, I could see Prince and Josh in the studio going, "Ain't about to stop." That's gonna be stuck in my head forever. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, this song is just whack on top of whack. I, I I don't have anything on this. Rita, who the fuck is Rita or Ortiz or whatever? I uh, don't like her. Fine ass white girl. As I said, uh, the. Two two thirty eight to three oh five. Let me let me ask you a quick uh, question. I got you. What's bad about now? I don't know. I know who she is because I've seen her picture. But is she tor- terrible on this song or something? Like I don't. She sound like I, any I, other I just, singer to me. I don't understand hate. Exactly. So so why the exactly. hate? I, I why why is she on the song? Why would any of the the nameless female voices you hear on Prince's songs or on his songs? Like well, normally we don't know their names. I, I she she brings she brings and adds nothing to the song just like the quote unquote Ooh. artist on next track. So but anyway, I, let me finish. So the the two thirty eight three oh five is the is the diamond in the river shit analogy that I used earlier. Uh this this and the well I won't say but this this is um pretty much one of the worst songs on the album and probably one of the worst songs in Prince's discography. I'm still wow. still jughead, but it's it's uh it's up there as far as uh, my hatred for it. Can't stand it. All right. Uh, oh. Mr. Ben. All right. So I already said I liked all the instrumental of this album. Um, I think that the weakest link of this song is Prince's verse. I think that she outperforms him in this song. I think that her parts have more flavor than what he's doing with it. Uh, as far as Josh, I think Josh is really trying to give him something more innovative in tracks like this. I think it's Prince the one that's stuck in this post-millennium R&B Prince sound that he's doing, that he can't get away from that. You know what I'm saying? He's getting he's Josh is giving him some tracks. But I don't feel like Prince did his his absolute best when it came to writing his parts. Now, I'm sure she was like, hey, I'm about to do a track with Prince. I'm about to do, I'm about to bring my A-plus game. So, you know, I thought she sounded pretty good on it. Other than that, I think the track is pretty dope. You know, I think it's a cool song. Oh, one more thing I wanted to add to it. The chorus of it was like, uh, uh, ain't about to stop. The mixing of that, if if there was somebody in his camp or somebody that they could have hired to give that mix something interesting because it sounds very first grade I just started mixing type and that's part of the parts where I say it's kind of like underproduced I just felt it was kind of empty I mean I I think I'll get more enjoyment out of it because oh boy just put that picture in my head of them you know (laughs) in the studio 
But that part, if it could just be a little bit more, and like I say, Prince is the weak link in this song, but overall, the song is it's all right. It's cool. All right. And Pooh. Yeah, Sean, you my boy, you my man, hundred hundred grand, right? But you wrong on this track. I'm sorry to say you are wrong on this track. I, I've I'm been with most of you giving Josh shit, but he delivered on this track. He yeah. really, he he really did. Um, and I when I say delivered, if Prince was looking for. Um, a beat, a track, uh, a song that would really be somewhat contemporary. Josh came up with it with this one. As yeah. much as as much as I don't want to give him props for that, good job, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry, I want I want to hate. Can we give him brother some props? Damn, but go ahead. No, wait a minute. I think he's a half breed, so we ain't got it. Wow, you know, whoa, whoa, it's a fabulous show. show. Come on. So let's not with the brother, Man. okay? I'm wow. just saying. They called him a muggle. <laughs> Moving on. Am I, the, is, I, I have to echo at the 239 part where it really, really gets good. And uh, is that the only t- uh, time on the album where we get the classic hour? Because I, I don't recall hearing that again. Uh, I feel like that uh, that part where he goes, if your life is a B side, my dream is the A. I, he, he didn't write that line. I'm gonna be, I think Rita wrote that because I just do not think Prince had that type of um, cleverness in him on a. On, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, this no, is Prince. God. Whatever. No. Whatever. <laughs> I've never he heard him say that nigga's mic off. I have never heard him say wow. any rap verse as dope as that before. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Wow. Come on. Y- y- y'all heard my name is Prince. Come on. N- nigga, have you heard Sign of the Times? <laughs> Purple Rain. <laughs> Classic. Oh. But go ahead, man. Hear him finish. Go on. Shots fired. And the other one is uh, where he goes, I come from North Mini. I never run from Mini. I know where he. Look, man. You listen to Lil Wayne. I know Lil Wayne when I hear it. Because that's straight up with from the uh, the whole. I. I ain't never ran from a nigga, and I ain't about to start to choose the day to start running. I know that, but I give you props, Prince. Little uh, biting on the uh, the Lil Wayne ver- uh, verses, but I like this song. All right, Q Storm, bring us home, please. <clears throat> okay, real quick, I want to counter uh, uh, Day Droppin's uh, ly- uh, uh, interpretation of that chant. I read maybe this is my to the south moment, but. He says, "If you're not a if you're not a reader, but you're a butt cluck." That's what I get from that. That sounds good okay. too. <laughs> um, I think this track is dope. I love the Bob George voice. I think it's funky as hell. Uh, I, you can get rid of Rita Or. I'm with Sean on that. I don't know what she brings to the track, but I do like the lyric. I still got some dirt under these hundred dollar hundred dollar nails. That's filthy to me. That. That encapsulates somebody who's willing to get down in the dirt, even though they're supposed to be high and mighty. I love that line. Um, and I also love the classic Prince Scream, and he follows that up with that funky guitar and those keyboard stings. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, right? Um, but hey, I've got three songs right now, and up to this point, my experience with these three songs is the same experience I had when I put Dangerous in 1991, I put Dangerous in my CD player, Michael Jackson, and I heard those first five songs. I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And again, two days later, I was like, that's Michael. That's who that is. And I feel the same way about these first three tracks. Whether they're Prince or not, we could debate that till Kingdom Come. The songs are good. I'm, they're in my head. I play them constantly. So 
I got three good songs I'm looking at right now. Wow. All right, all right. Let's keep it moving. And we got a shout out to a Big Ken. He had to dip out. Uh, but he did say, he, he wanted me to say that he, uh, he thought that June was the joint. And he also said he definitely has to give this album more listens to really get really overall opinions. But there you go. All right, moving on to the next track is Like a Mac featuring Richie Rich and no, I'm just joking. Uh, like a Mac featuring Curly Fries. Curly Fries. Curly Fries. Now, let me say something real quick. They need to change that name. Yeah. Because for an old timer like me, you coming with a name like that, it's going to make me not, it's going to make me sort of like hate it from the gate. I'm like, Curly? Yeah. Nigga, you could just call it peanut butter and jelly or something. It's just, it's stupid. You know, it sounds like a bad spoof rap name or something. Are these the same girls from uh, Girl Trouble? No. 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 Now, I did look up Curly Fries online. And I ain't mad at you, Prince. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Okay, I'll be doing that right mess. now. Yeah, so I, I know why yeah. they're on the song. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you have my approval. <laughs> now, with that said, uh, we go to uh, Sean Hill. All right. Uh, another terrible Prince song. I, I hate the look at look at look at look at I just, God, I hate that. It, it, it's just a, it sounds like a bad Ooh. remix. Um, the less said about onion rings, the better. Um and, and uh, you know, Prince is talking about going to the club, drinking, and he don't drink. So I, I, I just don't get that whole whole thing. Uh, the horns are, are pretty good, but, uh, again, it's not, not enough to make, make me want to listen to, to yeah. the song at all. There's too much, there's too much curly fries. Though. God, I can't believe I'm saying this. There's too much curly fries on this track. That That's why I hate it. If, if it were a little bit more Prince, maybe – but they sound like third-rate Nicki Minaj clones. Um, I'm sure you know he probably couldn't get her on the track, and you know just got two two uh, no-name people that he can control. Uh, again, this is just horrible, terrible. Another song that's going on the worst uh, print song of all time list in my book. Uh, oh. so. <laughs> all right. <laughs> What song are we on? I had to listen to this song a little bit. Is this a pattern here? What song are we on again? Uh, like a Mac. Like a Mac. And, and like my, look, 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 look. Yeah, I'm going to give my quick, very quick. I don't necessarily disagree with the sentiment of Sean Hill. But to me, this song is, this is the older guy at the club. A lot of this yes. whole album is older. Yes. But this, yes. is the, this is like this, the prototype yes. I'm that older cat, which he is, what, 57? He's, he's Jerome. 56. Yeah. 56, and he's still party, man. I mean, let's not. Perfect. He, he Perfect be in the clubs. He be around these young chicks. And I could just <laughs> see this song. looking I mean, he got bottles popping. <laughs> His old ass in there and the young the thoughts running up on him, which I'm oh, sure God. they do. <laughs> I, it makes perfect sense to me. If I was drunk or tipsy. And this song came on. I would be in the middle of. Ah, it's kind of got a little '90s funky wormish a little bit when the hook comes in. It just sounds like something an older cat who be up in the club would be banging. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. So I, I bump this only because I think it's a funny song to me. But a certain part of me, I do catch myself because I could be that older guy in the club too. 
you, and, you, and you mentioned the, the you you mentioned the usage of the word thought, which I I had to look it up. I, I had no idea what that meant. Now, uh, doesn't mean, that you got go a against nine year old? You don't know what thought means? Whoa, slow uh, down. No. That's, that, that, no, no, sir. No, no. What I'm saying is that's her age. Her. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, no. Yeah, you don't I, have children. You don't have children. So slow down. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you, nine year old kids hear these saying thoughts. No, what I'm saying is you should be hearing these words. This lingo. It's like it's not that far removed. Well, my he's child, in a different world. Come on, I think the elementary schoolers are using that word. Well, you think that. Okay, yeah, uh, I would you, hope you, you would think that. <laughs> yeah, anyway. there you go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right, Kelly, we're going here. So, <laughs> so just just him using that word. Now, that is that's tantamount to cursing. I, I would think calling a, a woman a hoe. I mean, it goes against everything that he has stood for as far as respecting women, that kind of thing. You know, hook a bitch, a hoe. I only knew one and never called it, though. So why why is he using this word? Did he not, like me, not know what it meant and, and maybe no one told him? I, I think he knows song? He knows what it means. But again, again, he's a person. He's a man. Like Because he said something six, seven years ago doesn't mean he lives his life. Okay, but st- <laughs> he can change, right? But... but- but still, but okay, but okay, but he's he doesn't use the word. Let's say a DMSR for instance. He 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 changes. The, right. He doesn't say whore. So why is, then? Why in 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 essence is he using the word right. hoe here? I, I, I tell you this way. I hear what you're saying, but I I just say you got to look at it the same way you would look at any other person. A man gonna say what he gonna say. And well, it ain't for other men to be questioning why he. That's what he well, said, man. Well, quit editing DMSR at concert, Prince. <laughs> if you go say thought, say say the whole lyric of DMSR. That's all I gotta say on it. All right. Well, quickly, I just said I do like this song. It's corny. Don't get me wrong, but I let it play. I, I, at this point, I let it play. It was a skipper at first. I agree with. Does she sound a little? Some of those lines sound like uh, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I actually could hear her. On this, I'm like, I wouldn't have been mad at that. That would have probably been a good little move for him. I can understand probably why he didn't, but I'm not mad at the song. This is this is for the kids, man. This is on some. This is for the younger folks. It's their wheelbarrow. I have to tip my hat to an older cat that can operate in that wheelbarrow, and it doesn't sound, um, you know, like when people like when he did rap in the early rap, and it was like, you, you know, he don't really understand hip hop. Cause this shit just don't sound like it's, re- you know what I mean? Legitimate. This sounds to me legitimately like all the other shit that's out there. Yeah. So I do give him props for that. And again, I would tip my hat to Joshua. The boy's back. He do what he do. He don't, he's not going to, I don't expect him to make records like sign of the times. <laughs> he's not a musician like that, but for him to do normal, this, the shit that's out today. Clearly he's not. Yeah. For him, but neither is hey, half of these top producers out there in the game ain't right. He sounds no worse to wear to me to whoever else got the songs on the radio right now. So, well, and that's I, the problem. <laughs> well, I, it was not the problem if that's what they want to do. Well, right? So they made what they're... I'm just saying it sounds just like their other stuff. It doesn't sound like it's a fake version of those songs. I guess that's what I was trying to say. So it sounds authentic to the style they're doing. I tip my hat as a producer of a song. I tip my hat to him. Like, I would be intimidated as hell. You know, if I had to be in that studio with Prince, I'd be like, I, I couldn't even hit the play button. But I give the young man his hey, he's in there with the king, so do your thing. Uh Mr. Ben. Um 
I, I think this is where the album picked up. I thought this was this was the first track that I thought was like really cool. I'll say again, like I said on the last song, not that he was weak. I think that his parts are actually the weakest link of the song. I think that Curly Fries, whoever she is, outperformed him. I think she had more flavor on it. Outside of that, I think it's a pretty dope track. I have another complaint at the end with the horn section. My thing in your career, you know, everything should be a crescendo going up as much as you can. So you can't like do like really dope ass horn arrangements, you know, 10 years ago. And then now you're doing kind of so it's like I compare the end of this to the song Sleep Around, where the horn section was like cutting through the speakers. This is kind of like that one day on the keyboard type. Let's come up with a horn section real quick so we can get to the next song. Overall, it's a nice song. Those are my little critiques about it. Q Storm. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Q. Uh, so I'm going to harken back to a classic Prince podcast moment when you guys were reviewing the Symbol album, and I'm going to quote Michael Dean. When I got to this song, this was my stop moment. This song is easily the worst song on the album. Wow. I find it corny. Mm. I think the rap is along the lines of the Boy Trouble rap. Uh, <clears throat> Joshua Walton's production at this point is starting to get tiresome. It's, this is the fourth song, and we keep hearing that the voice winding down, that look and look and look and look. That was so horrible. Uh, the, the, the instruments sound like they were produced on a vintage Casio keyboard and a rolling drum machine from the 1990s. And I'm going to say that I'm going to quote Michael Dean again. Prince has worked with uh, uh, Eric Leeds, Alana Bliss, Maceo Parker. I mean, some fantastic horns. I mean, horn, and this is the Michael Dean quote, that nobody can hold a candle to the horn sections that he's had. And these are the horns he, he approved of on this track. Thank Some you. Some horns that came off of a Yamaha console. Thank you. This, this, this is an embarrassment, this song, to me, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know how Prince heard this song with, with this instrumentation and gave it a thumbs up. I hate this track. Uh, I skip it every time. Did you see Curly Fry? <laughs> I saw them. <laughs> hey, they don't have to know how to rap. Hey, they, they look so good, they don't have to know how to rap, and they don't. And that's why I approved it. But, uh, <laughs> Ernie. Yeah. You okay. Um, let me start with the cons on this one first. Uh, from 254 to 303, that's pretty cheesy, and we already said that. All the, the drinks they bought, club full of thoughts. Club, that's silly. And he, like we said already, he's a 56 year old man talking that way. It does, it comes off fake and um then to me as far as the guitar okay it needs some more fun guitar in it uh to flesh it out uh, well, and wait, it, isn't and this the guitar from another song off the, the last beginning album? beginning endlessly yes ah okay i knew it sounded familiar good thank you yes yeah, so, but the guitar's cool on it it just needs more of that to flesh it out and to me the song just ends a little bit too soon so those are the cons on it for the pros actually it's not to me, it's not a bad track, despite its faults. Um, and in my opinion, thus far, this is the funkiest track of the first four tracks. This is the funkiest one. And to me, it also, like Ben said, it starts to pick up from here a little bit. Um, 
curly fries that with them singing it's complimentary to the song they're actually featured in the prince song unlike the the other two featured artists these are really featured here and and it lives up to saying that they are a featured artist because you you hear them here um but i think they do overtake the song and they beat prince in that way as well um and again there's just funky guitar throughout so it's 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 a silly song and it's meant to be a silly song it's meant to be you know a, a party type of song and i get that production wise it's okay it's not bad uh the final score so far it's the best track for me so far so far wow. it's the me most too. funky prince on this collection yet Oh, though I'm still not digging the overuse of that electronic sound, but as a present day, present day being the key word, party song, I guess it can work. I did, right before reviewing this, I texted my daughter, my 20-year-old daughter, asked her who Curly Fries was. She did not know, just as a, as a thought on it. She listens to, to hip-hop and rap, modern-day rap. She listens to a lot of artists who most I don't never heard of, and she didn't know who Curly Fries was. But it would have been a seven. But using that thought, that's, that's another cringeworthy moment. <laughs> yeah, I so, don't think Curly Fries has anything out nationally before. Hey, Mike, can I say I'm something here. real fast? Yeah, go ahead. Um, if Curly Fries was just some chick that was coming out with an album and Prince wasn't on this song and somebody hit me up on Facebook and was like, hey, uh, Prince produced some song for some chick named Curly Fries. And I went and heard this song. And it's not a Prince song. It's her song. And I heard it. I'd be a proud Prince fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, so yeah, there are Let Ernie finish. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Real quick. So it would have been a seven, but because of that that line there, um, I dropped it down to a six. It was just too too cringeworthy to go on. So it's a six, but it's the best scored track so far. Interesting. So, there you go. What were you gonna say, Q? Are they? Uh, they're a duet, right? It's a yeah. duet. Yeah. Yeah. It's two yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah one okay. one of them predominantly raps. The other one does more singing. They strike me as like a British uh, rap. Group like I mean I saw a picture of them and they had on the they looked like they were an eighties rap cover band. They look like JJ Fad. Yeah, JJ Fad. Yeah, yeah, they were the track suits I believe. I think. But are they are they stateside? Are they based? I, I think they are probably out of LA. I believe. I haven't cared enough to do the research. But hey, props to them. Uh, it takes a lot to be on a record with a Prince. Uh, so hey, he's giving new cats a, tr- a shot. You can't be mad at that. You might not think they're any good. Oh but... yeah, you can. I don't think they're, oh, and they're not hey, terrible. They're not terrible. Of, of all no, the no-name people that Prince have put on the album, I think these are two of the better ones. I agree. Uh, of the rappers, I would agree too. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta listen to the song. Tony, I'm not hearing that at all. Uh, I don't know, it's what, Tony what, M is somewhere going. Damn. What, what, yeah. What, what, who are no, you it's TC that should have his head yeah, down. TC Ellis, Tony, and Curly Fries. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. No, no, there's been, a, there's, there's been a couple other rappers you were forgetting, yeah. but that's fine. <laughs> Tell me, and, and, and Pooh, we got to keep moving. And Pooh. Okay. Uh, okay, what I say about this is I, damn, Josh, he put together another good track. Uh, and this is going to be blasphemous. The worst part of this song is Prince. That's Prince, what I said. Prince's flow is I agree. terrible. He And the stuff that they uh, signed off on him saying should never be coming out of his mouth. Thought he should have no idea what the thought was. Uh, Michael Dean, I got to call you out. He's like, oh, I see why he put him on the track. Look, man, this ain't Vanity and Jill Jones. The girls are pretty. I ain't kicking them out of my bed, but come on. When come you're on, 57, 54 years old, rock star. 
trying to get to the <laughs> young ones, yeah, you'd be honest. You would be honest. And you know, the other thing is, too, for any other older dude saying thought I would question, but for Prince singing shit like this, no. I mean, this guy is still the party man. He's still out there in these streets. Screets, okay. So, <laughs> so he's still, he's not like the rest of us elder statesmen. He's out there. They still running after this brother. He's still the man. So he's still right. out there in them clubs. I'm I, just he, saying, he they, be all they, this kind of shit. they ain't that, oh, they, what's fine as they is, they don't need to know how to rap level. No, no. But, you know, whatever. Um, I, I will say they compliment uh, Josh's production. Um, they flowed really well with the uh, with the track. And they, I don't know if he if they came up with the verses first and he found the right beat for them or they was able to write something off of the beat that he came with. Uh, to me, the horns weren't bad until somebody pointed out that, you know, he's had better people. Oh, by the way, why I ain't shout out Najee? But whatever, that's another that's another battle I'll fight. Um, I like this, and I think this is perfect for today's youths. And <laughs> what the you? <laughs> Did they, you say youths? And you know the the thoughts, I, the thoughts and the ratchet would be up in the club, uh, twerking to this shit. They would, they would, and, they would feel and, that. Yeah. And there's I, that word. Can I ask a question, Mike? Or we we can move. Yeah, I just ahead, wanna, why do you all think Prince? is constantly trying to break new rap acts on his albums. He does not know rap. Why, was, why well, wouldn't he well, just go I, to someone that has already got a reputation? Well, why, do you think you. He, why, why do you think he doesn't know them? There's no rap. As much as he's used rap, why do you think he doesn't I'm know I'm sure this Joshua point? Walton I, knows. I, I think it's an issue of control. He can control these these people that, that need him. Yeah. Like Nicki Minaj, you know, doesn't need yeah. Prince. They all come in with their own. Yeah, but these people, I'm going to go back to the Little Mo incident. These young kids don't give a damn who Prince is. They don't respect. They don't don't have respect. First of all, who's Little Mo? Like, nobody's checking for Little Mo. I would disagree that they don't have any respect for him. Who's Charlie Fries? They were they were uh, they were upcoming group, which he deals with a lot of upcoming people. That's his that's always been his thing. Upcoming group. Someone always dealt with their their, their daughter. If they'd ever heard him, they said no, because they don't have anything out. Right, but so again, they, if you would ask your daughter if you knew Andy Allo was, you wouldn't know who she is. He deal. That's what he always deals with up and coming. But Andy Allo's artists. not trying to cater to a younger crowd. You heard a you heard a recent album. Yeah, you must not have heard a recent album. All right, but, uh, thank you. But, but <laughs> my thing is, is and uh, and this is something I saw in a video with Snoop how he was talking about Michael Jackson. He would go get the top. He he got Biggie. He got Snoop. He got. Heavy D when he was hot at the time. I can't think of anybody else. And I'm just like, dude, you're Prince. I'm sure Nicki Minaj. I mean, he got Rita Ora. I'm sure he, I mean, he could have got Iggy Azalea, which is much oh, as I ain't oh, even feeling him. At least Iggy has name value. But he's the name value. He doesn't need them, right? What, what, I mean, he had what he had, Q-Tip. He had Chuck D. Uh, he had Eve back when she was hitting at the time. I mean, he's had people, well, why did, but he doesn't say, need them, obviously. You're saying he doesn't need them, but why did he feel he needed Joshua? He's Again, he's, he has said that he's not, because he, he has a relationship with them, and he likes them. That's why he's with them. He said that in his recent interviews, this is why he has the band that he has. It's not necessarily the musicianship, it's that the relationship, that he actually likes them as people. And he's at this, I assume he's at this point of his career where he'd rather deal with people he fucks with personally as opposed to they're the tightest person ever. And I'm not mad at that. That that's how you want to run your business, and it works for him. So he's the it one in charge. Working, What's that? It's not working. I, I, hey, how is I, it not I, working? 
I thought these girls did good. And that's all I've ever asked the prince. Like, if you're going if you gonna hit us with some no name, from, at least let it be good. I thought these two chicks did a good job. They did. Excuse, excuse they me, women, for saying chicks. But, you know, these two ladies did a good job. You know, it's like I wasn't cringing like I was, like, at the end of Graffiti Bridge with TC and stuff. Right, right. Oh, oh. I, I actually <laughs> thought that they saved these two tracks, actually. No, they were good. I mean, they were better uh-huh. rappers than, I can't think of, Scrappy D or what's the guy you had? Uh, <laughs> what was it the dude that was on um oh da da da, da yeah i think it was scrap, scrap d oh or something God. he was horrible the, the one white that. dude rapper eminem kind of dude he had on uh daisy chain did oh, a couple of, mm. so i mean he's had many a no name people but these guys are dope i i have no, yeah. I, I think people are mad because again they reminded them of something that's currently out there such as I, a Nick, Nicki minaj or something but they don't sound like a terrible version of Nicki minaj they're right. just going with today's flow I just want to say for the record, I I think these girls sounded just as horrible as the girls on Boy Trouble. I don't think they sounded any they better horrible. than that. Sorry, I, I didn't horrible. think they were horrible. I thought they were good. But that's no, they, they they weren't great. They, they they were not. I'm sorry, they weren't good. They were average. At best. That that, that gibberish. That gibberish at the beginning of Boy Trouble is a low point in Prince's career. I'm sorry. All right, moving on, moving on. Next song is uh, "This Could Be Us." This is the remix of a song that was on the last remix. album. Remix! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, I, I would say, real quick, uh, starting at the 2 minute and 20 second mark, that's where I start the song. Banging, man. Mm-hmm. I, I fuck with it heavy. At first, I like the music of it. I, again, I tip my hat to Josh. The boy's bad. He, he has a future as a music producer on his own doing his thing. He, he's not... He knows how to turn the knobs and, and get it popping. So I'm not mad at him on that. I don't necessarily know if it was necessary to put a remix on this album, but that's another story. In terms of me starting it at 2 minutes and 20 seconds, when the guitars come and popping and all that, thank you. All I got to say is thank you, Prince. That shit is banging. So I'm, I'm all on board for this. Uh, Ernie. All right. Yeah, like you said, Michael, the second half is funky with this guitar, and, and these are the, are the pros on here. And the other point that I have for this is the instrumentation. The, the production on this one is really nice as far as the music goes. Now, for the cons, this is best seen or heard as an instrumental, I believe. But it's not presented as such. It's a remake of an already nice song. But this time around, this time around, because of the way it's put together, it's, it has no charm. It doesn't have any of the charm that the original song had. And that's a bad moment there. It's a remix. And it should be labeled as such. But it isn't. So it's being presented as a new version of the song. All right? And that's not what we... That's not how I define a remix. A remix is, is, is different than what this is here. Um, but since... It is a reimagining of the song. It fails in bringing any kind of emotion that that original song had. And I, and I like that original song. Um, this one here, it, it, just, it doesn't sound like a love song that it should be. Um, or a, a, a love-filled song that it should be. It doesn't sound like that at all. And um, that was the original intent of the song as far as I'm concerned. It's got repetitive dialogue that's unnecessary and it further cheapens the feel of the lyrics. Um, and you know how I am. I'm real big on lyrics here, and uh, and they're cheapened because of all the rep- repetitive stuff that it does. Um, I think it should be an instrumental with those repetitive lyrics. Keep those lyrics in there, the repetitive stuff, but keep it as an instrumental with just that. Um, and I think it works better that way. 
The final score for me on this one, it's a 5 out of 10. It's a great instrumental, but as presented, it's a track that is hindered because it's in the shadow. It's in the shadow of our superior, at least emotionally. An emotionally superior track from Artificial Age. All right, and Poop. I have to I have to echo uh, Ernie's sentiment as yeah why is there a remix on this album and on top of that he's really not breaking too much new ground with this song I do like it better than the original but to me it's like if you're gonna tell us that this is gonna be one of the uh, a great album for the hardcores give us new music please sir and just overall. Um, it's like Joshua I give him props he did he did construct a really good musical track but it's like he's just showing off it's like hey look what I can do I can add this I can do this later watch me change up the tempo he's, he's just doing too much where I'm not really appreciating the song as much as I should be so I like it it's an improvement over the original but um, I'm not gonna keep listening to it okay uh, Mr. Ben this song should have been the version on Artificial Age. I don't have a problem with the original. I like the first song, but I think that if this song had been on that album and I'm experiencing this song for the first time, just the way it sounds, I would be able, I would be willing to give them that, the, the cool points as far as this is innovative. It's like, it's modern. It's still very like classic Prince. It's interesting. That's what I want from Prince. I want this shit to be interesting, even if like sometimes it sucks a little bit. Be interesting. Don't just look like you slap some shit together. So I think this goes into like the decision making over at Paisley Park. It's like you rushing into these albums, then the album already dropped, and then you come up like, oh, this is the dope way to really do this song. But it's too late. You know, you're rushing the shit together. This should have been on the first song. I love this version. It's one of the strongest songs on the album, even though, you know, it's a remake of a year ago. Come on, Paisley Park. All right. All right. You know, that's funny you say that because this I, I can imagine this Warner Brothers probably saying back in the day, like, give it some time. And I think this you either run the hit. When you give some of his songs time, they sh- this shit you know, you can really be dope. Like maybe don't put it out just yet. Cause you know how this sounds right now. Six months later, you might have it sounding ill as hell, which I think a lot of times we heard the six months later versions in the tour. And you'd be like, damn, this, he made that song sound filthier than the record. Like, oh yeah, let's be putting mm-hmm. some new shit. Like, th- to me, this song sort of fits in that well, bro. This is what happens when this nigga just puts, it's just putting shit out and not, not, not nurturing some of these songs. Cause I, I think this is actually dope myself. Q storm. Uh, yes, I'm here. Um, I, I love this song. I like it ten times better than the original song. I, I, I like the melody much better. I like the the drum programming. However, I am getting tired of. I'm getting a little tired of Welton at this point because he's doing the same effects he's, that I hate what he does with the lead lyric. This this could be. Uh, 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 I was like, why yes, are you so, yes. why are you messing with that? He just got that plug in, man. He's going. Hard. I know. <laughs> He's, I've heard it like on just about every song now. That's true. Um, uh, I, just, I, I, well, I mean, to be fair, Timbaland and Pharrell, they have their EDM, so come on. Well, we're not talking about Timbaland and Pharrell. We're talking about Prince. And I, we're I, talking I, about Josh. Josh, was, who, is, who is producing Prince. Prince is the star, okay? 
So what I'm saying is Welton is starting to get in the way. I like what he did with this song, but he's starting to get in the way. I would have loved if maybe the second half of this song, when that guitar comes in, he had changed it up and gotten a little bit more mellow with it. Uh, maybe let, let the ballad elements, like um, like Ernie was saying, let let that play a little bit. But I like the song. I just think he could have pulled back some of that overproduction on the track a little bit and, and let it re- remain like a ballad more type of a song. But overall, yeah, I, I, I like the song. I like it a lot. All right. Sean Hill, do we get you on this one? No, we have okay. not. Uh, this song is like uh, Belle Biv DeVoe's third album. We got it, but we didn't want it. Um, <laughs> this this you got past the second, but anyway. this uh well yeah, but that's a whole other story. Uh, this this is the, this is uh the third track on the this could be us maxi CD single that you would skip over. This is absolutely horrible. It's filler. There's no reason for this song to be on the track. Uh, the man has thousands of songs in the vault. Remix one of those. Don't remix this one. Hate it. It, it makes me want to bring back the old Kirky J B side remix from the uh, Purple Medley CD. Wow. So that's all, right. all I got on that. All right. Next up is Fall in Love Tonight, which we heard, I believe, last year uh, in mm-hmm. conjunction with his, year his appearance on, what was the name of that TV show? The New, New Girl. Girl. New Girl, yes. And uh, he had, I think, one of the co stars of the show, Zoe something. She she was on it, but this one is just Prince. And at the time, I wasn't really a big fan of this song. I just was. I, I find myself I'm not really a, a lot into Prince's singles that just sort of come out, you know, by themselves. But in the context of this album, and at this point, which is what this is, I don't know what song this is. Uh, you're well into the album at this point. Coming, track six. Track six coming off of the last track, and this goes in. For me, it works perfectly. I wasn't really feeling this song back in the day, but right now, I'm ready to get up. You know, after hearing that last song, and this just—I just—I'm—it's intoxicating to me. Like it just comes at the right moment for me. I like that it reminds me of some Camille-ish type vocal work, the sound of it, and yes, it is bathing in that dance sort of. You know, normally I wouldn't even pay no attention to that. But he puts the little Prince horn stuff in there, and it's just that cutesy, fun, happy type shit. I'm all in, man. I, I sing this song to myself. I, I, I catch myself. Da, 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 da. It's just catchy. I'm like, man, Prince is a pop writer. He can put some shit together. So I'm, I'm feeling this song. I, I think it works in the context of this album perfectly for me. Uh, and I'm shocked that I like a lot of these songs at this point. But I like this shit. Uh, Ernie. Okay, um, as a standalone, Fall in Love Tonight, it's a nice song. It's, it's a good song. It's one of those songs that gonna, you hear it enough times, you're, it's going to grow on you. A lot of these tracks are like that, actually. So the, the reviews that I'm doing t- today, they are for September 12, 2015. I can guarantee you these numbers are going to change as time goes on. And such is the case with this track here. The pros, it's okay. It's an electronica-style dance song. Um, the you know I'm big on lyrics and the lyrics mean very little here because it's really more about the driving beat on the song, and I like that it sounds actually kind of disco-y. I like that little disco vibe that is going on in it. It works. It's not a bad thing. It's got good sequencing. It's done right. And I'm real big on sequencing as well. And this this track is sequenced just right after this could be us. You're you're right, Mike. It works that way. Um, 
it does it doesn't have Zoya Chanel on it, and I'm okay with that. It's not a problem with me. Uh, when I when I heard it as a duet with her, I thought it worked having a female voice in it, but not having the female voice doesn't take anything away from it. It's still an okay song. As far as the cons go, though, it's it is even though it's sequenced well, it is filler. It's filler because it's an old song. It's not. It's a as a dance song. It works. Don't get me wrong. It works as a dance song, and that's the point because this is in essence a dance music album a party present day party dance album and that's so that's the point that this song is on there because on this collection because it is a dance song i know that but the filler aspect of it not being labeled as a remix or something so again this is like it's being presented to me as a new song um it's it's old it, it makes it stale because it's not what it should be uh it, it's an old recycled song basically and not even that much changed around the filler aspect drowns it out in the grand scheme of this collection. Final score for me on this one, 5 out of 10. It's not noted as a remix. Not, not being noted as a remix. Makes this track stale, not fresh, as it could be if it was properly noted. I know it's nitpicky, but it gives it weight for me labeling the song as filler. All right, and Pooh. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about this song and its debut with The New Girl. And when I heard it, I was like, what the hell is this? And then I kept hearing it again. And I was like, wow, actually, I'm starting to like this. It's too much of a techno-y um, house, dancey disco vibe. But I, I just feel like the lyrics, I really love the lyrics. It's definitely a catchy um, pop song. I just, the, the music, I really don't. I'm really not feeling the music with the song, but as I kept giving it more listen, more listen, more listen, I love the song. I went back and heard the uh, the other version with Zoe Deschanel, and I like that one more. I like having uh, her uh, singing the chorus, and I wish he hadn't t- removed her. Maybe he didn't want to give. It's, it's amazing how he wants artist freedom, but he don't want to pay other artists to be on his shit. But that's another story. Um, I like the song. It wouldn't be at my wedding, but I like this song. All right, Q-Storm. Um, so when he debuted this song, I guess it was two years ago. That's what I think Sean said it was two years ago. At the yeah. Super Bowl. At the, right, that's, yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, I liked it, despite the fact that it had disco, electronica elements to it. I liked it. It kind of had that good love kind of vibe, kind of poppy was- kind of vibe. Again. I was going to go there. Right. I'm listening to it here. I don't know. Taking out Zoe Deschanel's vocals and two years removed, this song just doesn't do it for me anymore. It sounds now it sounds like a song that I would expect an artist to write because they have an appearance on a TV show. It just sounds like a song that they threw together to promote something. And um, I don't know. It just... <laughs> The instrumentation just sounds kind of lightweight to me coming off of the, the previous track and what's coming up. So I skipped this song. Uh, pretty man. That's All right. Took my notes, Q. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Sean. Uh, well, uh, I'm gonna, let me pontificate on this one for a minute. This, this song uh, kind of exemplifies everything that's been wrong with Prince's career of late. So what was a cheesy pop song from a TV show 
uh, is now a cheesy song with no relation to the show. Now, I was very vocal about this song when, when it came out and that it wasn't available for sale the minute that show went off the air. Um, and I, why, I have no idea. There should have been a tag at the end of that show. The song you just heard, Fall in Love Tonight, get it now, along with Prince's other music at iTunes or Prince.com or, or Google Play, wherever. So that that's one thing I have against this. But removing her vocals, <laughs> removing her vocals from the song to me totally takes away what I liked about the song originally. It's almost like removing, taking the, uh, the female voice off of uh, Joy Repetition during the Love Me part. Because... It, when we love me, if you take that vocal, if you move his the, the female vocal off and just have his on there, it, it to me it kind of destroys the meaning of the song, because this song was meant as a duet, and if you remember the show, again she sang the song with him because she was kind of singing to her boyfriend on the show, so that's why I'm saying they it, it, it was a cheesy song from a TV show, but now it, it bears no relation to the show at all and so it, it, to me it's just another song another song on, on this album that i'm unable to get excited about i actually like the song I, I like the original version but here it it just does nothing to me because it's it's missing her voice so uh, this is again another uh, this song this version is bad uh, it would be one of the better songs on the album if if it were in this original form, but uh, here it's just filler. And like Ampu said, to take her off probably so he doesn't have to pay her is uh, is not a good move in my book. So, all right, Ben, did you get on this one? No, not yet. Uh, I like the song from day one. I like when it was on the show. Uh, I don't understand why it's on this album. It should have been on the last album. So that's, you know these decisions that they make in. At, at, at Paisley Park, they, they blow my mind sometime. Um, it should have been on the last album. They could have got rid of Funk and Roll. Uh, we about to get into the Funk and Roll debate you now. But you got one more game. One yeah. more game. No, the Funk and Roll on AOA. Oh, AOA. Yeah, I can, you can remove that. You can get rid of both of them. But that's a whole other story. I'm about to get into that big argument. I Funny, hate that both song. songs have been on TV shows. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> But I always like I made a comment earlier that, you know, he never rehashes any of his, you know, anything from the past that was cool. Well, this is the exception to the rule, because uh, like what was mentioned earlier, I did. This did put me in like the mindset of good love, which is a track that I loved back in the day. Just the song is very 80s. I'm not going to be mad at it for that. I don't have a problem with Zoe not being on there either way. It's basically the same song. Um, it's a good, you know, it's a really cool song to me. I just think it should have been on Artificial Age right after Way Back Home. Because uh, Mike was talking earlier about, like, where it's placed on this album as far as, like, how it fits. I can make an argument of how it would have fit on the last album as far as the story that he was telling. You know, I want to go back home, but then he gets seduced. Don't you want to fall in love? And then it ends with I want to go back home. So I can make a whole argument for how that could have worked so much better on the last. So the song itself is cool. The decision to put it on this album is questionable. All right. Next up is the X's face. <laughs> and uh, we had got a, uh, for the premiere. I remember when it first, first heard it was during that Yahoo live stream thing over about a year ago. And I believe they, put the song online months ago as well it was uh i think it was sent to people who went to uh, one of the hit and run shows I okay think in kentucky yep. i think yep 
so this song's been out there. I know that Q was a big uh, uh, cheerleader for this song early on. Uh, and I remember myself, I wasn't really feeling this uh, when I first heard it. I just was like, what the fuck is this? You know, this sounds like some... This ain't this ain't. I was on some Sean to myself. This ain't no princess. Is this, you you no were princess. on your what? I was on that Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I was on that Sean. But All you right. know what? But you know what? No. Uh, in the con- <laughs> context of this album, <clears throat> uh, Q, are you here? Q, are you here? Right? Yes, I'm here. Uh, you you don't hear this very often on this uh, on, on this, <laughs> on this <laughs> network. But Q, you were right. All right, yeah, you yeah. were. Absolutely right. I was um, recording too. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, in the context of this, I bang this. Yes. This shit works mm-hmm. here. Yes. I almost like okay, I get it, and maybe it's because again, conceptually how this album has been sounding, it all makes sense to me, and I'm so primed when this comes. <laughs> I'm like, this oh, yeah. Is kind of yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, now, now, Mike, you said it sounded like Robocop. Yeah, it, it, it did. Like I said, out of context and me just, it, again, Prince Beyond some other shit that I'm not really always in line with because I have my expectations and, and all this other shit. But after hearing everything else, and it just, when it comes on, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, Boom. this shit is kind of filthy. This is filthy. Yes. Like, I'm just like, I'm feeling it. Then he gives us. Uh, my you know on that back then I was like he's kind of doing the makes me think of like Kiss or you know that falsetto that kind of thing and at first mm-hmm. they seem it seemed like it didn't match to me and it reminds me of like Black Sweat a little bit but I don't know I'm I'm rambling this song is dope yeah. man it it's just some Prince shit this is some different shit yep and I yep. wasn't expecting it yep. and yep. I'm like you know what he took this style and he, this is why he's a master, man. He can take some other shit, and you might not get it at the beginning. Some of you will, some of you won't. But this shit is filthy. So I tip my hat once again. This is a badass track. It's <sighs> short. I kind of like wanted to go a little bit, and maybe yep. it sh- maybe it shouldn't go. Maybe that's you know. I I say this, and I hadn't said this so mm-hmm. far. The only real test of this album, as I always say, is I need to see some of this shit done live. This album in particular would be very interesting if they do it live because it's not your typical Prince. This is not musicians necessarily playing all this shit. So I'd be very curious to hear if they be in the stadium and this shit just come. Niggas be like, oh, shit. Like, this is a banger, man. I, yeah. I, I got to give it to uh, Q, go ahead, man. Yeah, um... I, I knew when when that when that whack ass reporter what was her name I can't remember her uh, name don't 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 speak about my girl Maya like that come on now. okay Whatever. as fine as she is she don't have to be a good reporter <laughs> yeah she's she's good <laughs> Damn. she was just a young kid and out of her element man three okay. five she did suck though <laughs> um, pause I knew when I heard those that first and that first verse and the second half of the the first half of the second verse. I knew there was something waiting. I was just hoping, I hope he releases that song before I die. And I'm happy that he did. Uh, I love the, it's, you cannot say, I, I, I'm dying to hear Sean's take on this song because you cannot say, well, this don't sound nothing like print. Those vocals are right in the pocket from what yes. we got from Kiss. <clears throat> um, 
the beat is not a traditional Prince beat, but the beat is fucking on off the chain. I don't know if that's still a phrase they use. Um, now, I'm going to say this. After being a cheerleader for the song, the song pisses me the fuck off because it sounds like Joshua created this funky-ass beat and just put it on loop. There's no, there's no detail on the song. There's no expansion. I was hoping that on this album, since I saw some of the tracks were remixes, I was hoping we were, were going to get one of those weird interludes from Prince. We were going to get something to expand the song in its scope. But mm-hmm. all it is is verse, measure, verse, measure, funky beat. Uh, I've had enough. Let's stop the track. Move on. This song deserves much more than that. I, this is a song I want. I want there to be a Tower Records or Virgin Records, so I could go into the store like I used to do in the eighties and nineties, find that twelve inch, run that shit home, put it yep. on, and hear all kinds of shit that I'm like, why wasn't this on the album? Uh-huh. Okay. The last thing I'll say about the track is, will, will someone please tell me what the song is about? I cannot figure it out for the life. What is he talking about with the getting the cage with the banana? I, <laughs> I saw a report that said this song is speaking out about racism. And I'm like, what? I, I'm not getting it. He does the black don't crash thing. But does someone know what the song is about? If you do, please tell me. But the song is, for me, it's probably the hottest track on the album. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to hear this. Sean Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, too. Sean, are you there? I'm sorry, I'm here, I'm here. Mr. Uh, Podcast Juice Historian, do you remember my initial reaction to my that the snippet that we heard? I do not. I guess, the, I guess I'm going to get my Yoda on, The Hate Within You. No. <laughs> no, he loved it. No, he no, loved I love it. I, he loved I, it. You, you put it on YouTube, too, didn't you? Shannon? No, 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 not me. That was Mike. I, but, I, I, I did that and got shut down by Paisley Park. But I, <laughs> I know thought, somebody put a bit on it. I thought that that, that snippet was... Hot, one of the I thought it was better than anything that was on mm-hmm. uh, Artificial Age. I was in the in the Q Storm camp. I absolutely loved it. Better than time? Uh, yeah, right. because I I just loved that that vocal and Mike's hit on it because it kind of had that kiss kind of kind of uh, feel to it. Um, now but now hearing the whole song, it, it just I don't know. Like Q said, it just doesn't go anywhere. I was expecting it to to do something a little bit different and then we get to the monkey part and i I just i can't go any further and i just i really really don't like i don't i don't get it and i've been uh asking a certain podcast member to to send me the original version so i can compare and see if they sound the same but they never did uh so but to my memory i think this version just sounds a little bit different like the beginning from what i could tell there's just a little i mean there's not enough difference to make you say oh okay that's a different song I don't think it's that much difference in the song. But um, I, I, I like it up to a point. I, I, like I said, I love the vocal. I love the shift from the falsetto <laughs> to his to his you know natural singing voice. I, I love that. Uh, again, I just I just don't like I just don't like the monkey part. I, I just I don't know. I just I just don't get it. And I know there've been you know Jungle Love has a, has that same thing at the beginning of it but i don't know here it just doesn't work and and given the context is he talking about a woman if, if he's calling a woman a monkey then yeah i got a problem with that i don't <laughs> i mean you know again this is prince he always throws some silly shit in some great ass songs and you'd be like 
shaking your head like, what the fuck are you doing? So, I mean, right. it, it's just, you know, pop life comes to mind uh, off the top. I mean, the whole sound effect. It's just, what yep. the fuck? So, I mean, that's what he does, you know. Yeah. Mm. So I, you know, I, I'm on board. My, I, I can deal with it. Uh, but this is the, this is the first song on the album that I actually like, and we're on what oh, track se- track seven. Hey, <laughs> ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, are they dropping? Yeah. Okay. This is some interesting music. It, this is, in my opinion, experimental Prince as I expect it to be. Yeah. Um, the song does not wear out its welcome. Yes, it is repetitive, but it's only two minutes and 38 seconds long. And as you pointed out, Mike, it's short and it's by intentional. I think it is intentional that way, because if you make it a long song without adding any more, and there's no hint that there would be any more added in what we hear right now, uh, it seemed like it would just loop on and on and on and get repetitive and boring fairly quickly. So it doesn't wear out its welcome, and that's good. It is a head bopper. It is funky in an electronic way. Um, and it passes the car test. And it passes the headphone test. Yep. Um, the cons, the banana stuff. It's it's silly and it sounds out of place. But that, again, that's like you said, Mike. That is Prince. That's his thing. Most importantly, and this is the most important thing for me on this. This is Prince Electronica. This is not Prince doing Electronica. And I think a lot of what this album is is Prince doing something, not it being that in a Prince way. And, and th- this is a perfect example of Prince Electronica. This is his thing. He did that. He put his stamp on it. You know, he, he pissed all over this, this beat and, and made it him. And, and it reeks of Prince. And that, that's what you want. That's what I want. So when I heard this, I said, fuck yeah, this is, this is the jam right here. This is the song that I wanted to hear. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm cool that it's on 238. I'll just hit the loop button. I'll just hit repeat. And I'll listen to it again. This one... It's, like I said, it's Prince Electronica, not Prince doing Electronica. Although it's repetitive, it's not overly so. The final score on this one, 7 out of 10, the highest score so far in the album. This is a highlight. All right. And poo. Me personally, I, I definitely fucks with this song. Uh, I, I don't think that Prince had much in the way of a production on this. And Joshi, once again, uh, put together a... Uh, a really funky track and you know those lyrics <laughs> I'm, I'm really not understanding uh towards the end with the black don't crack based on bait but at the at the be- beginning where he's uh getting back to his narrative type of uh songwriting uh yes. really beguiling uh the um this girl that just uh, that's in tears and heartbroken and but somehow she's kissing on another man <laughs> i'm like okay yeah this is just and don't don't shit on me, but this is reminding me back to uh, 1999. Let's pretend we're married. Where um, he's like, "Yeah, I need somebody to get the, uh, the taste of someone who just walked out the door." That type of thing. So I, I like that playful songwriting that he's doing here, and it works here. And yeah, this is I think this is a, a somewhat, somewhat just a notch below a masterpiece. All right, is that everybody on this? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. I'm over here shaking it. Hey, <laughs> this song is my shit. I would have opened the album with this song. Mm, interesting. I think that Prince misses opportunities. This is the way I look at it. There's a whole younger generation. They've heard of Prince, but they don't know nothing about Prince albums. So now you got Prince releasing an album with titles. So this is going to attract some people that probably would have never given them a, you know, and I think that this would have been a, a much more epic effect of this being the first thing they hear on a Prince album in opposed to what led this album. I think that the song is too short. I think that 
it could have been a little bit more multi-layered with the vocals, which could have crescendoed through the song. I think the song should have, like my man said before, it should have grown into something else, like something that would fit like some Claire Fisher type strings. I think mm. it's something took over the family business. Just so that if you're a new person and this is your introduction to a Prince album, this could have been the song that's like, this is who the fuck I am. This is why everybody's fucking with me, just in case you didn't know, because I get down like this. But it wasn't that. And I don't. Other than this, everybody's in consensus with this corny ass banana shit at the end, fucks everything up. Because in the beginning, it was the first time in a while that I had smiled over how clever something was. He said when he was talking about uh, she was too busy with the jugular and how it tastes. I was like, damn, Prince, those some dope lyrics. And I don't say that much anymore. I used to say that shit all the time. I rarely say that, and it, so it started off great. When that when that beat comes in, I put this shit on loop in the car. I'm bumping this shit. Yep. Uh, do I have any more notes on this song? Uh, no. Um, it, it's the shit. It should just start the album. Best song on. I'm not gonna say that yet, but I just know that it's got more plays than any other track on the album. Wow, well, bet you say this one should open the album. I think this should have opened up this album. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. I, I hadn't thought what? about that. That that's that sounds about right. That sounds right to me. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I'm mad at it all. Yeah. Yeah. I, can I? Well, can I disagree? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that's if you <laughs> listen, I, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. In today's the way albums are released today, where you don't put out a single at first. So that people can be drawn to the album, I see why you put this up front so that the kids will kids will uh, be drawn to the album. But I think it ruins the I think it ruins the flow of the album because you're starting off with that, and we all are going to admit are going to agree that the other songs, while we may like them or whether we don't like them or not, if we like them, we know they're not as good as this. So the rest of the album will be a letdown, I think. So no one agrees. Shut this down. Should open the album. Uh, wow. <laughs> well, I mean, but Q, to your point, I mean, isn't 1999 arguably the best song on 1999? No, no. 99. Arguably, yeah, but no, no. I did say arguably. It, 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 no, it's the it ain't arguably I mean, to me at all. I mean, but, I mean, we, we all we probably would say Little Red Corvette, but I'm just saying, like 1999. Hey. I'd say something like automatic or something like that. Yeah, I'd be like a lady cab driver, but I know I don't make no sense. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> DMSR. No, I, I DMSR. Think, right. I think 1999 is a perfect intro to that album. Yeah. Because it's it's like a show opens the show. A million dollar show, I think, is a perfect intro to this album. Not for the re not for the reason, but uh is my man named Ben? Yes, sir. Ben? Okay. I completely understand where you're coming from because we don't have that ability to put out a single in advance two weeks later of the album coming out. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying for the sequencing of the album, I would not want this to leave the album out. All right, on to the next song, Hard Rock Lover. Uh, this was, I hate, hesitant to say this was the first single, but it was an early song that was released in anticipation of this album. And at the time when it came out, I, I thought this was cool. I actually heard this song on the radio and I was, what? I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, it's, there's a station hmm. in Seattle that plays uh, some off the wall print shit, and they 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 jammed this one. And I was like, at first when it came on, I was like, wait, man, this is Prince, ain't it? Like this shit's kind of crazy. 
Uh, I listened to this numerous times now, and wow, uh, this song is dope to me. I, I love the part when he's Shade and Baby Face. Something R&B ain't got no place. And then the way he ends it with something, he goes, I don't want to scream. I was like, this nigga's crazy. I was like, I like this this vocals, man. I was just drawn into it and the guitar in this. I think this song is is filthy. I actually like a lot of these songs. I love a lot of these songs. This song is, is great, man. It, it's more like traditional Prince to me, if I can say that. But I ain't got no problem with this, man. It's like, uh, it almost reminds me of Beautiful Strange a little bit. Yeah. Um, has that feel to it. Um, Q-Storm. <clears throat> yeah, I think from a from an objective standpoint, I think this is one of the best songs on the album. The problem is, and I, I, let me back up. This song reminds me of a, one of my favorite songs. Uh, it, it may not have the same structure or anything like that, but the guitars, the guitar, it just reminds me of uh, Magabrain, Funkadelic Magabrain. I, yeah. I just, yeah, yeah. I love that funk in the guitar. <clears throat> the problem is, Welton gets in the way. Every time Prince starts to ramp up on that guitar, he'll, he'll do maybe a couple measures, maybe a measure or two measures, and then Welton cuts off the bill and it starts building up again. It's like this this song sounds like it gave me gives me the impression that Prince was like, Josh, can I can I at least get a little shine right on this verse? Oh, can I can I play here? Can can you can you bring the drums down a little bit so I can play a little bit? So we get that classic Prince riffing on that guitar. We see why Prince is one of the legends on the guitar, but he doesn't it could be so much more. It just sounds like Welton is keeping him in a pin. And I think this song could be a hundred times better if Welton pulled back and let Prince be Prince on this track. But I think it's one of the best songs on the album. All right. I, I don't necessarily agree. I, I would say this. I don't think, I think Welton is a co-producer. I don't know if right. he's necessarily calling any shots of what Prince is doing, but I, I understand what you're saying. I just think it's more Prince's decision, not not Welton's at all. But yeah, uh, It's it, right. it sounding an awful lot like Welton has final say-so, and I just refuse to believe that. I doubt that. that. Yeah, I doubt right. that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot to add this. There's a part in this song where he sings, uh, she likes to party hard, she's a hard rock lover. Yeah. At that yeah. point, from that point on, the song goes over, a, the, the, al- the whole album from that point goes over a cliff for me. Wow. Oh. I love that part. The whole yeah. album? I thought I you were going to say, live and that's I thought you were going to say it reminded you of party all the time, but. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even say that. The way he sings that list, she likes to party. I love that. Ah, it it sounds so it's annoying to me. Ah, uh. sounds like he's whining. He's whining. See, see, this is what happened, Michael Dean. When you tell Q that he's right, he then fucks it up. <laughs> now nah, you know th- this album is a great example of Prince. Like, it, some people hate this song. Some people love this song. But that's it's all I, over the place, man. So get rid of that good. whiny verse and give me some more of that guitar. That's what I'm saying. There's not enough of the. He just gives me a taste of that classic Prince just sure. going ham on the guitar. And then he comes, get out of here with that. I don't want to hear that. All right. All right. Uh, Sean Hill. All right. Uh, I'm going to say Q Storm uh, was the op- is the opposite of left because I refuse to say the other term. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, this song is missing more. It needs more. It needs more guitar. It's not like um, – um, Gosh, can't think of his name. Anyway, um, it just I, I I think again this is this is another one of the standout tracks, but it, it just 
I'm envisioning like, and I know I've railed about this song before, but I, I, it's basically like a computer blue type ending where he just, just goes off on the guitar and it's just screams and screeches and feedback. And, you know, that, that's kind of what I was expecting. Um, now also does, does anyone take the title as a double entendre? Take that as a note. I do now. Okay. Hard um, rock. I, yeah, okay, dude. Uh, we got it. Okay, I'm just, <laughs> I just, you don't have to go any further. Okay, just I'm not. just wondering if anybody else... <laughs> Tell us any, about your life, Sean. If anybody else... <laughs> thinks, thinks, I, I mean, I of course, I know it's hard rock as in the music form, but I also think it's hard rock as in we the got, other thing. Okay! Got, hey, that's where, you, that's where your mind is, man. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I don't. I don't really have a problem with the song at all. No pause wow. or nothing. Man. Okay. <laughs> um, I again, just other than other than the, uh, I wish there were a little bit more guitar. You know, I wish he would let would have cut loose a little bit more on it. That, that's really my only criticism of it. <clears throat> all right, Mr. Benjamin. Uh, I think this is a real cool song. I mean, if, if Prince is going to do albums like this, then this song right here has a place on the album. I don't really have any complaints about it. It was one of the first songs that I liked. It didn't really have to grow on me. I remember the first time I listened to the album, I was like, well, this song right here is cool. Um, I don't agree with whatever you said happened at the end. Uh, it, it's fine to me. It's got a lot of elements to it. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm not going to sing the song's praises. But it's a good song. It's cool, you know. All right. And poop. Okay. Day dropping. <laughs> All right. Um, on its own, and I'm going to say this: I, I I like this track. It's an okay track when I'm listening just to this track by itself. Okay. Um, it's got okay guitar playing. And it it improves as the song goes on. That's that's a pro on it. Uh, a con though, the cons. Somebody had mentioned on diff- somewhere on Facebook uh, that it doesn't seem that this particular collection here has a ballad where a lot of, if not most of Prince albums do. It almost seems like this is trying to be that kind of a ballad, a rock ballad style song. And if so, I think it fails that way because of one of the major critiques that I have for it. And that the song, it just starts to pick up pace when suddenly it. Okay, so the final score, it just cuts off. It, it's going somewhere and then it, it ends. So the final score on this, it seems to me, the song seems very out of place with the rest of the tracks. It, it seems almost like a, a catch your breath track among dance songs. But in my opinion, there's really no need to take a rest because this is this collection is basically it's a modern day dance album by Prince to appeal to a younger generation. So there's no need to catch your breath. Um, and because of that, the track in context of the album, it's unwell. It's an unwelcome speed bump um, as a standalone. It sounds OK, but only OK. He could do this kind of stuff in his sleep, um, but included in this collection. Hate me if you will. It's a four out of ten. What? Wow. What? Tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, are you back, Aunt Pooh? Yeah, I'm here. I had called your name earlier. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all right. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't see how anybody can hate on this song, especially that end where he goes into that. She likes to party hard. She's a hard rock lover. I, to me, it's amazing. Like when I put the song on hard rock lover, I'm listening to it. I'm listening to it. I'm jamming to it. And then when he gets to the end and it says she's a hard rock lover, I'm like, oh, that's what this song title means. So I'm feeling this song. Uh, will it be in a, a heavy rotation for me? Maybe not, but I uh, I definitely like the shout out where he says Red Bull and Patron. That's my drink. <laughs> Whenever there's, <laughs> when there's a free open bar, that's yeah. exactly what I'm ordering. I was like, oh shit, okay, all right. <laughs> Prince Prince is with the new with the new new. Okay, um, I'm yeah. I don't know what else I can add to it. I like the uh, the uh, musical arrangement. I I just think that the tone that he's setting with this song, I would love to know. Uh, love to listen I should say Love to listen To what this song Would sound like With live instruments If he had done this With uh, With uh, Bass With guitar With drums Even with some keys So that That would be my only fault today Alright Moving on to the next track Is Mr. Nelson And uh, I'll go to Q-Storm first um, I don't have a lot To say about this song <laughs> It's it's nice. It's it's a nice little interlude. Um, I guess he's getting his island Caribbean thing going with the with the with the particular pro- programming of the drums here, and then it goes into this whole dance hall type of thing. You know, it, it's it's all right. I, I fast forward past it. I, I like I like the. It sounds like Santana playing on the on the. Yeah. Amp. It sounds more disco ish. And that's cool, but you know, overall the song's just it's very lightweight, doesn't do much for me. It's just there. It's there. All right. Ernie, Ernie. They drop. Yeah, I don't have too much on it as well. I mean for the pros on it, it's basically an instrumental as well as it should be. Um it picks up great as a dance track, as was mentioned already at the one one minute and three second mark. And from there it really picks up. The guitar the guitar guitar's nice, very Santana-ish. Um any cons to it uh it's basically clouds extended clouds part two i guess you could say with no real lyrics um it's too short as an instrumental the song begs to be longer and it should be it's the shortest track on the collection and it has the most i think it has the most potential as an instrumental i think it's actually it's wasted opportunity um maybe it's originally much longer as it also when you hear it it also seems to be cut abruptly at the end um but due to its length, it, it really sounds more like a segue. Um, yet, I, I think because of the potential that it has and, and because of how it, it works as a dance song, it does what it's supposed to do. And it, it's, it is um, it, it's Prince doing his thing here. Uh, I score this one a 6 out of 10. Um, because, and not higher because it's only 227 in length. When it should have been one of the standout dance tracks of the album, in my opinion. All right. Uh, yeah, I just see it as a segue. You know, to me, halfway in when it starts to pick up, I, for some reason I just picture this like this is the theme song to, you know, the the, the Miami Vice 2017 <laughs> movie or something like. I could just hear the the music playing and it's showing like the credits, you know, starring um, Chris Pine and Morris Chestnut or something. It's just like I could just see this as some mu- <laughs> you know, music to a movie yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> got those 80, it's got those 80s keyboards when it's doing the chords. It's fair. It's yeah, I can see like the, you know, 
You know, like, you know, Morris is punching somebody or something or something like that. I don't know. But, uh, so this is going to be on his new show, Rosewood, right? Is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's perfect for that. Hey, it might be. Uh, Ampu. Um, I think it's a nice instrument. I mean, it doesn't remind me of Venus de Milo or Alexis, Alexis de Paris. Not in the least bit. But I, I'm, I'm feeling the song. Uh, I could, you know, just put that on and just let it play on but nothing it's not groundbreaking or anything but i'm not mad at it all right uh sean here uh for me this is probably the most disappointing song on the album <laughs> uh i thought you already uh, said that n- no i haven't said that every uh, song is the most all right disappointing. <laughs> no well no this is disappointing <laughs> This is disappointing because all right, it's titled Mr. Nelson. So I'm expecting, okay, oh, okay, this is the song where Prince is going to go off, right? And I'm expecting like la, 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 he, 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 you know, bass, you know, uh-huh. bass segment. Let me finish. I'm expecting like a bass segment, a guitar segment, a drum, you know. I'm expecting him to go off on this thing. And, I mean, it's basically Clouds, which I love that song. That's the best song on, on Artificial Age. But here is just a, a lazy patchwork of ideas that, that just doesn't go anywhere. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the part of the – this is the uh, – on the symbol tour, this is the three chains of gold segment where Prince was changing clothes and Maite was running through the audience with the with the chains and all of that stuff. So Man. this is this is what this song feels like to are me. You ma- are you what? mad? At that? Are you what a show? show? <laughs> <laughs> I'm to pay to see that. No, but I'm right. just saying. I wait for the I wait for the bad part. No, this <laughs> no, this just feels like that part of the show where it's it's costume change time. It's time for you know Prince and everyone else to change, and you got the twins or someone you know doing a quick dance or whatever, and and then Prince comes back out to to tear it up with the next track. So, um, you know, it it is what it is. It's filler, but it's not very good filler in my opinion. Wow, I, I'm stuck on you. You expected this to be la 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 he he he. I was like, what? Well, with the title Mister Nelson, I'm expecting it to be a showcase for Prince because of, because of the title. So I'm expecting him this track to feature him for him to be doing something extraordinary on it. Yeah, but he had a track called My Name Is Prince, and you heard that. So why would you expect that here? Because this is quote unquote experimental. Okay, uh, you know it's. Well, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I when I see it and I see that it features the young lady that was on Clouds, I just assumed it was a remix of Clouds or something because it's a callback to the you know Mr. Nelson yeah. in the title. So I, I wasn't shocked by what it was, but I, I hear what you're saying. Um, all right, let's get on to the next. Uh, angle yet? Oh, I'm sorry, man. God, I keep, I keep, I keep forgetting me. I know, man. Where's the love? Um. The problem with this song is that what it is is an interlude for Artificial Age. It should have been on that album. It's clearly it's left over from that album. So, again, it's this decision on why is it on this album. The song itself is cool. I mean, I've heard Prince get his Santana on before, so that's nothing new. I mean, it's, it's a cool track. It just doesn't belong on this album. That's really my biggest critique for it. You guys had like some other, like musical issues with it. I mean, for an interlude, which is pretty much all it is, it's cool. It's just on the wrong album. All right. Remind us to speak on that when we give our yeah. total thing. All and right. matter of fact, before, and before, and before I tell you where it should have gone on the last album, 
Because right after he gets done singing Way Back Home, you go on to uh, when we gonna, Do You Want to Fall in Love? And then you play this, and then you play Time, and you finish the album. That's my take on it. All right, you bake a mic. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Somebody got to turn the music turn the music down. It's etiquette. It's etiquette. I feel you. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the next song is "A Thousand Hugs and Kisses." Uh, for those super bootleggy type fans out there, that you know they've heard this song. I think the Nona Nona Gay version uh, has been out there uh, for a while. And now we get the official version of this song. Um, and at first, you know, I'm I'm kind of one of those. I I can be one of those dudes. Oh man, this ain't <laughs> like the dudes did. But listen, man, <laughs> this song is this is like a great Prince song that doesn't really matter what generation or what time frame it comes out within the Prince thing. A good song is still gonna be a good ass Prince song no matter when you put it out. And I feel that this one is one of those. It's still the essence, the same song. And I still think it's dope. Uh, this is to me is presented more of a today sort of almost kind of night, excuse me, 90 ish R&B type of vibe to it, which, hey, that's my wheelbarrow. I ain't mad at that. So I was all in musically. I think it's great. Vocally, I think it's great. I, I love the. I mean, they carry that. The only part that I wish they sort of kept was the horn. Yeah, that was really filthy to me. But I, you know, hey, this is a great song. I could imagine somebody hears this today and be like, man, yeah, this is some good R&B shit, Prince. Man, I mean, got all different types of styles on this album. Well, not necessarily all types of styles, but he's got this very industrial electric shit. This is R&B joint and it works perfectly, man. Uh, I think it's great. His voice Again, it's excellent. I love that he can, yeah. Let Josh and them, let them kids do their shit. And, uh, let me go ahead and pull. You gotta turn the music down. But let me go ahead and pull one of my joints off the shelf. What do you say? I got Concord grooves on the shelf. Let me pull one of my joints off. And hey, uh, Josh, go ahead and lay some on that now. All right, get it right now. You know, and because I'm this is for grown folks. So I, I hey, bis banging. It's, it's it's a nice little kickback. And I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. So this is jamming, man. Uh, props to Prince on this one. Uh, ben, we're going to start with you. Uh, I like the track. I think it's safe. My complaint about the song is that I just feel like I've heard this a few times before. That's my only thing. It's like, it's not innovative. It's that, like, I, I've been calling it that post-millennium Prince R&B. It doesn't make it a bad thing. It's just that, you know, going back to the conversation of being able to handle Prince's changes, this is one of my points where I'm saying he he doesn't change enough for me. I, I think it's a safe song. The track is dope. I'm not dogging the song. It's a nice song. It's just, I just feel like I've heard this before. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Q Storm. <sighs> okay. Um, this, let me just say, this is not a bad song. To me, it's a boring ass song. Right. Um, this reminds me, uh, remember back in like the nineties when you wanted to make some beats or something, you had your, uh, you had your MPC 2000 XL, you would go to the store and buy a CD of prepackaged 
melodies and beats, and you just put them on go. That's what this sounds like to me. Uh, it just sounds like it's on a loop. Like it reminds me of the songs, uh, just a couple songs coming to mind, like "Come On," which is a, a nice song, but it just lays there, doesn't go anywhere. "Let It Go," which is a nice song, but just lays there, nothing happens, nothing changes in it. And the other thing about this song that really bothers me, I'll try to explain this properly. But on every fourth measure, you know, you have the beat that falls in the one and the three and then the two and the four, right? But along the four measures, you have the, the double time, like the percussion or like a hi-hat that's, that's following along on the four. On the four, everything just stops and there's nothing on the eight to keep me going into the next measure. And it just... Every time I hear it, it's like hitting a brick wall and just annoys the hell out of me. He does. He did that on This Could Be Us on the Artificial Age album as well. But um, I, nice groove, but just lays there. doesn't do anything. So I, I, I tend to turn the album off at this point. All right. Uh, Sean Hugh. All right. Now, is it me or does anyone else here rock the boat when they hear this song? How about Aaliyah? Yes, that beat is so similar mm-hmm. that, see that okay. All right, I was just damn you, Sean Hill. I'm not mad at that either. I'm no, I'm not mad at listening to that song the same way. Now. I'm not mad at either. It just so should I, Aaliyah's cap get royalties? I think so. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, it's it's if it's not the same beat, it's fairly close. Now that, that that's all I'll say on that. The song I, I love the song. I love the uh, the outtake version. Um, I like his inclusion here. Although you know, again, it's one of those you know I don't look back to the past, but I'll grab an old song and and do something with it. I think this is probably one of the ones that is. It actually, I think maybe approves a little bit upon uh, the original version. Um, again, I, I, I kind of echo what everyone else says. It 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 doesn't go anywhere. It, it is, I think Ben said it, uh, the best. It's safe. It just it just plods along, plods along, plods along, plods along, and then the song's over. I mean, I I, I enjoy. This is the only song on the album that that actually makes my head bob. So, whatever that means. Um, so. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very good song. I don't know how much involvement maybe Josh had on this one. I, it, it doesn't sound like his production style. You know, kind of it's kind of like the, the the kiss of the album, maybe where it, it kind of I don't know. It, it just doesn't fit with the rest of the album. Um, so again, I don't know how much involvement he had with it, but this this is one of the better ones on here. All right, day drop. Okay, um, <clears throat> I know uh, Sean mentioned uh, Rock the Boat. For me, I actually kind of hear uh, the, the bass and the beat on it reminds me of a slightly, and listen to it and you'll hear what I mean, slightly slower tempoed uh, You Rock My World from Michael Jackson. You hear it, cue that up afterwards, you're going to hear it. Mm. But that's, not, that's cool. That's not a bad thing. This is one of those tracks that initially I just saw that it was going to be on, and I said, Mm-mm, fuck, no, I don't want to hear it, you know, because I was so used to hearing the original. You know, shame on me because I, I do like this track. Um, I think it has a nice mellow vibe to it, more mellow than the than the Nona Gay version, and I think that works here in this one. Um, I think it's another good example of uh, of experimental Prince, or rather Prince Electronica. So he's he's doing his spin on what is presented for him to work with, and, and he's he's owning it, and I think that that works in this track. Um, if there's any cons to it, I guess, I, you know, I miss the horns that the original had as well that Michael mentioned. 
Um, I don't know if they'd necessarily work in this one, but every time I hear it, I, I automatically do the little horns when I'm listening to it anyhow, because I'm just so used to hearing it. So it isn't really a con, though, but um, maybe this could be the, the, the ballad of the album. I don't know. And if not, that's OK, too. So there really are no cons to this. Um, it's all good stuff here. It's a safe track, you know, as we mentioned, but it's not a, a, a bad safe track. It's a good track. Right. Um, to me, it's a standout track of the collection, one of them, and it gives a pleasant, mellow vibe to an already chill sounding song from The Vault. Um, score for me out of this one, it's a pleasant 8 out of 10. I like it. And mm-hmm. Pooh. I uh, agree that as far as Wilton's uh, production, this is definitely straight out of the 90s. Even with that that beat, I, I, I can't pinpoint where he's sampling this from. And damn you, Sean, for uh, bringing up Rock the Boat. But I, I, like, the, I like the lyrics. It's definitely a, a cool, mellow song that you definitely uh, had bobber, so to speak. Michael, then you can pause it if you want. And I th- th- definitely like the... <laughs> I definitely like the, the the lyrics and the narrative that he's telling with the uh, uh, with the song. At one point, I thought this was the best album on the song, but uh, I guess we're gonna song get on the album. Yeah, I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> tongue tied, so to speak. But I get, we're gonna get to the get to that one in the next. Real, real mature. You know, you're a, you're a, you're a new father. You know, you need to be mature just a tad bit. Horrible. Just saying. Lead it, lead the immature shit to me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I, to me, it's like I, I like the track, but at the same time, it's kind of lazy from Wilton, where it, it, it's just one just biting the whole '90s R&B style, which we can see um, uh, with uh, Josh's influences. Uh, but Prince's vocals and the the, the song writing really elevates this song. All right, did everyone get a chance to speak on this song? I think we did. All right, next up is uh, the last song on the album. Title is June. And let's start things off with Sean Hill. All right. Uh, this is, without a doubt, the absolute best song on the album. Uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say the opposite. No, no, no. I, I, I love this song. This, this is the Prince that I was looking for for this entire album. The, the lyrics, and I, I wish I'd have written some of them down, but uh, the lyrics I, is, are introspective. I kind of like that it, it seems like a stream of consciousness type, type vibe. Uh, I like that it's sparse in the instrumentation. It's just that little, uh, I guess, wobbly is probably the word keyboard that goes. I And the very first time I heard it, I was kind of like not really paying attention. So when the when the last part came on, when he's talking about the, the pasta burning, I'm like, what? What is he talking about? But then when I heard it the, the second time, I was like, oh, okay. He, he starts off talking about that. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know if this is a, you know, a good album closer. I mean, it's kind of like reflection on uh on musicology you've got all this this upbeat stuff and then it kind of just ends but um but being the best song album i i do like it and uh wish there were more songs like this now this is the kind of experimentation i like from prince not not the other stuff so a good way to close out a terrible album all right q storm um again i'm not gonna say it's a bad song but and, and Sean, you, you actually um, says you put something very well. 
it's very stream of consciousness. It kind of reminds me a little bit in that sense of maybe in terms of lyric, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Ballad of Dorothy Parker. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to, to me, this is this may not be. I can't think of another way to express it, but this is Prince at his lowest because he sounds like someone else who's done this much more. Jill Scott. He sounds like he's copying something he heard from the late 90s nouveau arm what was that movement called with Maxwell and Neo Soul Neo Soul yeah sounds like he he's just getting up on that and to me this this is like mimicry at its I mean Prince is good at mimicking things but it's so blatant to me here that I just can't respect the song at all so that's why I've turned this album off uh, right after I fast forwarded past the first part of Mr. Nelson. <laughs> All right, and Pooh. Hmm. Um, I think uh, Sean Hill he hit the the nail right on the head when he mentioned as far as the the sparseness of the song and uh, the stream of consciousness. I'm really feeling it. Just uh, and I, I love at the same time that there's no um, what do you call it a chorus or uh, I can't think of it. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm, I think this is a great show uh, album closer. I think uh, it def- definitely does bring uh, make you reminisce on reflection. Yes, it's a definitely a, a, a change in the tempo with some of the uh, upbeat party type songs. But I think that's good because that's the type of uh, albums that Prince puts together. He gives you uh, a little bit of jazz, a little bit of funk, a little bit of rock. Although there is no rock on this album anyway. Uh, so I'm feeling this song, and this definitely for me is the best song on the album. All right, uh, I, I'll say quickly. I, I I like this song. It uh, it slows down a little bit for me. Now, my version of this album, I actually put the song "Stare" as the last song, so I end it with some funk. But I think that this song to me, it's too. Uh, I don't know, almost like too mellow to be at the end of the album for some reason to me. It's not a bad song at all. Uh, I do like it. It's totally different from all the other stuff on the album, so I do like it because of that. I don't think it's that good. I love, uh, was it Way Back Home? Mm -hmm. The the previous album? That was an excellent closer. I was going to bring that up on my time. Yeah, so this one's cool. It just seems to sort of hearken to that but it's not as good as that so I just thought that this is alright but again I don't my album doesn't end with this one so that's why I can sort of don't pay attention to this and funk it out with stare but so it's an okay track to me um, Ernie did you already go no you didn't no I haven't got yet okay uh, one thing about this track you must listen to it with some good headphones because uh, the sound reverberates from left to right in a very interesting way uh, and it gives it that dreamlike experience to it that you're not going to hear off just hearing off normal head, uh, normal speakers. You have to hear it with headphones. Um, it was, has been mentioned a few times already. There, there is some nice stream of consciousness type of lyrics. And, you know, I'm a lyrics guy. I like my lyrics. And that's a welcome addition to me. As was also mentioned already, I think Sean mentioned it. This is the ex- for the this is experimental. This is Prince experimental. And I, this is what I feel is for the hardcore this right here um in in the context of this collection it works as a closing track and 
here, here's the thing, and I don't know if this is necessarily a con, but I'm going to put this out there for folks to, to kind of chew on. I think in a fully fleshed out experimental album, what I would feel is an experimental album, I think this track would, would not be a closer. I think it'd be somewhere in the middle. I think this would be a catch your breath track. Um, again, it's not really a con, but it's more an observation. So I propose this. The album is called uh, Hit and Run Phase One. Is it possible that this is not really necessarily an ending track, but rather the catch your breath track between phase one and phase two? Because it really does sound like, uh, okay, let's just take a moment to reflect here because I'm going to hit you with something else right now. And I'm, not, I'm hoping I'm right, but as a closing track, it's, it's pretty good, but it's a little too slow. It doesn't quite work so well. Um, and the abrupt ending, though, again, it's correct because it ends abruptly and it appears to be the end of phase one and maybe beginning of phase two. With that in mind, I think it is a very strong track, though. It's a very good it, it's a it's a nice track to listen to. And this will attract the hardcore. It will attract people with a interesting and uh, uh, eclectic musicology in them. And um, because of that, I, I give it a good, healthy score of 7 out of 10. It's a very good closer. All right, Mr. Ben. Mike, I have to ask you a question. Do you remember saying this? Because I remember listening to the podcast when you guys reviewed Artificial Age. And you mm-hmm. took the words out of my mouth. You said that on that last track of Artificial Age, that last affirmation, that you had like a spiritual moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that this song had the potential to do that again. I think that what is like a little over two minutes long, I think those first two minutes or whatever are perfect. Then I think it should have just grown. He should have given me two or three more minutes of just beautiful fucking that only Prince can do type beautiful music. And it just went off. Yeah, I just think it had the potential to just really be a gorgeous song. Because, I mean, it is, for, for the snippet that it is, it's a beautiful song. I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with him ending the song as it is. I just keep getting back to missed opportunities by this dude. And the whole thing of rushing shit. I'd rather you be one of the type of artists that it takes me... I I drop an album every three years. If I know that that album is going to be personal and you really, you you put it together, you deconstructed it, you put it back together again until it was right. And, you know, 20 years, I'm still waiting on that. So maybe the problem is me. But the song is beautiful. It's almost like, I think the song is a little anticlimactic, like, yeah, it, it, it is. A little bit more or something. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is the entire album track for track analysis. Now what we're going to do is just talk about our overall thoughts on the album. Some of these already know where we're going to go. But uh, quickly, I will say this. Uh, I think the cover of the album and the title of the album speaks volumes of what this is, what this is, in my opinion. Hit and miss. 
it, it it's a companion piece to the previous album. Yeah. Almost as if it is a, uh, I was wish he called this a mixtape, or this is a remix album with some new tracks thrown in, because to me it seems to hearken so much to artificial age, visually the way the cover is presented to us, and then the songs uh, speak back to that album. You know, they, they remix some things, vocal things are used, some of the guitar element was used from another song. It is so much, it's, it's a companion piece to that record, which we haven't really seen Prince do something like this before on this magnitude, where it's like, you know, oh, we just had this one album, and now he turns around and actually very quickly puts out another quote-unquote album that is so tied to the previous album. I don't think he's ever done that, where they just pull songs from the previous album and remix them and play. We've never done that before. So it's interesting for that. Uh, I give him credit that he puts out an album that is so, uh, in a sense, it seems so different than what uh, we call hardcore fans or OG fans or whatever, uh, what our expectations are for him. Again, for me, I wasn't shocked at this record because, you know, I, I sort of felt this way. If you really want to go back, I felt this way when Batman came out. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you just had Sign of Times, Love Sexy, yeah, you're crazy. And then you have, you know, albums to me like 3121, Planet Earth. I, I, I vaguely even remember those albums because they just, ah. So 3121? Yeah, I, eh, it's not really popping for me personally. But, so, I mean, I already, and then the last album was a signal to me that Prince is awesome, mother, you know, I, please, it's been years. I already understand. So this one isn't shocking to me. I give this one a little more credit because I feel like he just went there. He took a chance with it. I don't think he has anything to lose by this album just because of the way he put it out. He's paid. So it doesn't matter if we like it or not, to be honest. So I give him props to be brave enough to say, you know, I'm going to do some other shit. I'm going to bring this kid. And yeah, he worked on the first one, but I'm going to really almost ram it down your throat that he is a uh, heavy production on this record. Uh, I, th- I find that fascinating for a guy like Prince to do something like that. Now, I don't you know. Conspiracy Prince fan in my mind thinks, is he sort of setting this up for something else? Because uh, he made comments on the last album where he's, he said, you know, I'm not even playing a lot of this stuff. Like, I just come in and do, you know, sing out of it. Almost as if he was like, if you don't like it, it ain't, it ain't my fault. Like, huh? I ain't really do shit on this, so I'm just, it ain't nothing to me. Now, I don't know if that's what he really meant. That's kind of plays to me. But now that he's sort of doubled down and does another album less than a year, almost a year, with Joshua and puts it out so quickly, uh, I have to give him props because he's changing what he normally has done. Now, he has not pulled Pharrell and people say, oh, I don't get Pharrell or, or Timbaland or whatever. I personally don't think he would be any better if he had grabbed one of those guys. Whoa. Uh, as much as I think Pharrell is dope, and his, to me, uh, say Pharrell, for instance, all he does is just mimic other styles and, and does his spin on them. You know, uh, the shit he did with Robin Thicke and other songs, you can hear him sounding like whatever his influences are. And I'm not mad at that, but he ain't like he's some super musician or something. He's a knob turner dude. He's a, he's a new age producer dude, which I give full props to. Uh, Josh is the same way in my opinion now hearing what he's able to do I'm not mad at him 
uh, he's not on Prince's level as a musician. But I think he brings something to Prince's table that I don't think Prince could uh, authentically do without sounding too crazy. So I give him props for working with a up-and-coming producer and the guy having enough talent, Josh in this instance, to put out something that can be out there and some, you know, with Prince, regardless of who he got, it was going to be, yeah, they're going to either love it or hate it. Because most of the time, I feel people are so caught up that Josh has a hand in the production and it's not just purely Prince. Uh, if this had, if they would have never said that Josh produced this and it would have been just been Prince, I think people would have been praising, like, oh, yeah, how did he learn how to do that style? Oh, this is crazy. They wouldn't even question the music choices to some degree as they are now. Uh, I, I take a song like which I didn't. I thought the song was okay. The last song, June. That's Josh, right? If, if we are to believe he produced this record or co-produced it, then you got to say, you know what? He can do some shit. I mean, he can do that electric hard shit, and he can do this shit too. So the boy is talented. Uh, so on that level, hey man, you take risks, you do shit that's different. It is what it is. Uh. In terms of as me, a longtime Prince fan, and, and, and this album's out, I just take it as a grain of salt, man. I find that when I first heard it, I didn't care for it as much. But as I continued to play it, it's infectious. It started getting into me, and it started growing on me, and I started grooving to it. And I, and I can't lie as much as I want to hate it. Yeah, hey, my neck is tapping. I'm singing this shit. That must mean... <laughs> It's catchy to me. I kind of like it. You know, I don't know if I'll like it 30, 30 days from now, if it, if it lasts for me. But for right now, it's cool. And I think in an artificial age, which I sort of get that this is Prince's whole little thing right now, it, it's supposed to be like this, just disposable. It, it, it seemed to me he seemed to say it was disposable on the last record. And to me, him doubling down and coming back so quickly with somewhat disposable songs, even remixes, this is the artificial age, Mike. Shit, this this shit is just for today. So I'm not mad at that. Uh, I think Ernie touched on a great point too. I'm very curious if there isn't a second album that's going to drop very soon. That's Phase Two. Uh, I'm curious to what that's going to be. I, I have to think back that Prince does think on these grander schemes with his albums. You know, the Gold Experience and the Come album was a two-parter situation. Didn't necessarily come out in time. To really match up but i know that that was his intent and i would not be shocked if he's trying to do something like that now like he he know you know what i mean like the last thing he dropped was two albums at a time so he's dropping one now but he's telling us off the gate this is phase one uh, alluding to there's something else so i would not be shocked if there's another record that's going to drop soon and lastly i will say as a prince fan i i love that even if i don't like it all i want him to keep putting shit out Fuck it. That's what we've always wanted, him to release stuff. Well, I ain't going to always like everything he does, but I do admire that he is able to take the risk to put out something. And if it falls flat, it falls flat. But, hey, at least he did it, and that's what Prince has always been about, flipping the script. So I, I, I love it. Uh, last, I, I, I'm like the preacher. Uh, hold on one second. <laughs> but last thing I will say, take your time, brother. Take the your other time. brilliant thing I think he did with this his gimmick this time was the title thing. I think that was brilliant. I think that he showed some people who would not fuck with a service like that. 
oh, you can get music like this. Or, you know, it's, it's once again him being a leader saying, you know what? This is how we're doing this shit. It, it's people going to resist to this because it's totally different and it's not what I normally do. But I don't do what I normally do. I never have. And this is, again, Prince being Prince. Make my shit's going to be available on, on online on this thing initially. And, you know, it is what it is. Brouhaha, whatever. You don't like it. You don't have to like it. And that, there was an article uh, that they came out with interview. And Joshua said he won with title because they was going to pay him what he thought he was worth him getting. And he was going to pay him up front. And as an artist that Prince is, I tip my hat, say, hey, you figured out how to get your money the way that the system is. That's that's game. That's the leader. You know, he ain't worried about the sales. It ain't got a sale. It ain't already cashed a check. So I tip my hat to him that, hey, he stays ahead of the curve. And I tip my hat that, hey, he's doing business with Jay-Z. That's dope. And he's bringing in young brothers in the game. That's dope. Because a lot of these cats don't do that. So I I love it even if it was whack. You see what I'm saying? Like, I got to respect the guy in his position that can do these moves because he don't have to do none of that. He could just put out some bullshit, which some people may think this album is, <laughs> and just put his name on it. And regardless, motherfuckers is going to buy it. It doesn't really matter, right? We would have still been up on it even if he just did it himself. But the fact that he's saying, you know, I'm going to invite some other people in the game and do business and break bread with other brothers. That's what Freedom Train Podcast Use is all about. So I'm with it. So that's why I'm all into it. Now I'm done. Um, Sean Hill. <laughs> I want to go to the other side. What's your overall take on the album? Okay, a uh, couple of things I just wrote down in my in my notes as I was listening to the album. I wrote ear pollution, electronic noise. Where are the melodies? What what happened to real music by real musicians? Um, I, I know I've been very vocal about my my opposition to the album. Um, and again, this is the first time since 1982, since I purchased the 1999 album, that I bought a Prince album that I honestly and truthfully despise. I do not like this album, and probably with this review after after today, I will probably never listen to it again. And I have been through the the sonic the, the changes in Prince. The I was there, you know, around the world in a day. I was I already spoke about that. Uh, Love Sex he was there for that change. Uh, Diamonds and Pearls was there for that. But there was always something even within those albums. Uh, I'll mention Diamonds and Pearls. I, I, For me, that is one of the worst Prince albums of all time. Wow. Not the, but, but one. But it has so many bright spots in it that there's still stuff that I go back to. Money Don't Matter. Uh, Live for Love. Uh cream i mean there's there's stuff on there that i'll still still go back to and and go okay yeah i don't like this other stuff i don't like daddy pop and jughead and stuff like that but there there's but there's this other stuff on on this album i there's just i mean again there's flourishes and as as i said you know the the whole and i'm sorry i can't come up with a different analogy but the whole swimming through a river of shit to find a diamond and and that's what i really feel that a lot of this album is there's there's some bass pops on this song there's some horn stabs on this song there's good vocal work on this song but but as a whole i i i just feel a lot of these songs are empty there's 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 no 
no no joy in them. I don't get a joy out of listening to them. I mean, even even uh, I guess probably the Rainbow Children is probably one of his other albums that's that's pretty uh, divisive among among fans. Um, I think the album that album's brilliant. Again, that's that's just my humble opinion. I mean, there is some stuff on there that that isn't good. Um, I again personally don't see why the album's is so maligned. I guess lyrically maybe, but musically, I don't think that album can be denied. I mean, you can you can pick apart the lyrics and say this, that, and the other about it, but um, but again, with 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 this album. Lyrically, with the exception of of June, there's there's nothing lyrically for me to latch on. Uh, so musically, there's nothing for me to latch on to, and then lyrically, there's nothing for me to to latch on to. And and I and I guess part of my part of my ire of this is that I I, I reject the notion that this album isn't for me. I, I just reject that notion. I'm a Prince fan, so anything Prince puts out is for me. Because I'm a fan, and but are you a fan of that style of music? It see to me, it doesn't matter. I, I still, again, finding things that I can latch on to. You know, I wasn't a style of, or I wasn't a fan of, you know, '60s pop when Around the World in the Day came out, right? But I still found stuff that I could latch on to. I wasn't a fan of Parisian music, you know, that that type of style when Parade came out. You know, I wasn't a you know a big fan of, of well, I guess Tony M. That's a whole different. I'll I'll leave that analogy alone. But uh, even um, uh, Madhouse, when you know, I wasn't a big fan of jazz when when Madhouse came out. I wasn't a big fan of of um, the the kind of stuff he did on news. But I still I, I liked it. Here, there's just there's just nothing, and I, and I hate to. I, I wish I could articulate it more, but there's just there's just nothing here. There there are three songs that. I somewhat like, and the rest I think are are utter garbage. And 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 I guess you know I, as it's bound to happen. But again, having that strong of a track record, uh, I mean, I've, I joked online. You know, I, I survived the assless pants. Uh, I survived taking a couple of friends to Graffiti Bridge and then uh, refunding them their money because they were bitching at me because the movie was so horrible. I actually gave them their money back. Um, uh, you know, I survived the name change era, and you know, I'll survive this era. You know, it's just, um, it's just dis- disheartening that that Prince. And then again, this is just my humble opinion that Prince would, to me, ditch his 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 fan base to to go chase something that to for me isn't going to be it worth it in the end. So. Um, and you know, again, I'll, I'll buy the physical copy when it comes out because I'm a completist and I, you know, I want it on my shelf. Um, you know, maybe you know I'll come back to it. But I, I will say this: every time I went to listen to this album uh, this week for the review, my stomach dropped. I was like, "Oh God!" And then I would hear that beat for Million Dollar Show, and I'm going, "My God, I got to listen to this whole thing again." Qu- question for you, real quick, when you said yes. That. Because you, you mentioned this in other things, did your other did your family members hear this record? Um, no, and you know what? I I'm I'm ashamed to play it play it for them. I don't want I don't I don't want them to hear it. Um, I'm curious so I'm, what they think about it. I, I I would be too. I will I will eventually because my my wife Quincy she likes that that kind of music, so she would probably like it. Uh, and then the the wee one, I mean she she likes anything. So, um, but no, I I. 
and and again, see to me when I first got Pletum and Letrum and Artificial Age, oh, you got to hear this, you got to hear this, you got to hear this. I haven't even bothered to play it for my wife because I don't even I'm not feeling it. So I'm not I, this. There's nothing for me to go. Ooh, check this out. You'll love this. Check out this. Check out this song. Listen to the vocal again. There's nothing here. So. But you did say something interesting. You said that she likes that type of music, so she would probably would like it. And you, that well, it makes it makes it sound like you don't like that type of music when well, you say it that way. Well, I, I I don't, but it still doesn't mean that I can't find something. If, if Prince can't bring something out of it in it for me to find and go, oh, okay, I missed that. Then mm-hmm. then there's then there's something wrong, in my opinion. I right, mean, right. I, I, again. Um, I guess I was saying, and I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish, Kanye. Without, like, again, it's kind of like I'd be curious for people who normally listen to this type of music. Would this pull them out of it? Right? Like, it's not the official sound. It sounds like somebody in, imitating. Like when you know, when early the early rap stuff it was like he was imitating it, not really official. It wasn't authentic. So I'd be curious for people who this is their wheelbarrow. Would they be like, "Whoa, who was that?" Well, see, for me, I, I just don't even know how to phrase it without sounding condescending. Well, here, I don't like it, but, you know, here, you, you'll love this. You'll probably like it. I hate it. You know what I'm saying? So oh. it's just how do I even how do I even come across it? And, you know, I, I, I've talked to some other Prince fans about the album. And for me, it just seems kind of I've always I've said many, many times I'm not a purple Kool-Aid drinker. And I think all of us on this show are probably had the same thing. If Prince puts out some bullshit, I'm going to say it's bullshit, you know, and, and I mean, we did a whole show about his his worst stuff, you know, mm-hmm. so um, that's not that's not my thing. And my friend was like, well, you know. Uh, this song isn't good. This song isn't good. This song isn't good. I said, okay, just just say the album sucks. It'll 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 be okay. You can say that about something that Prince has done. You don't have to like every single thing he does because his name is on it. No. And I I literally had to pull it out, <laughs> pull it out of her to say that the album sucks. She finally said, oh, it sucks. And I said, see, you feel better now. Did your world end? The sun is still shining. Life goes on. Prince put out an album that sucks, but you know what? At the end of the day. He's going to put out something else that's going to be better. So uh, I, I, uh, that ends my, my long-winded rant. Uh, for me, this is the right. worst album of Prince's storied career. So there you go. All right. Day dropping. Okay. So, man, you know what? The, the whole week I'm thinking about what I'm going to say on the final thoughts and everything. And, and I've gone up and down all over the place on this. So let's see how this goes. Uh, real quick, final tally. Million dollar show, three out of ten. Shut this down, four out of ten. Ain't about to stop, four out of ten. Like a Mac, six out of ten. This could be us, five out of ten. Fall in love tonight, five out of ten. Excess face, seven out of ten. Hard Rock Lover, four out of ten. Mission Nelson, six out of ten. Thousand Hugs and Kisses, eight out of ten. June, seven out of ten. Standout tracks, Excess face, thousand hugs and kisses, and June. The average score, five point three out of ten. That's a D minus, folks. But but here's my, my main thoughts on this album. I was pleasantly surprised and disappointed. Um, like I said, I, first, I heard the first three tracks and I went, ah, and I get, basically gave up on it. I, like I said earlier, was the victim of that 30-second vice. In this case, the three-track vice. I didn't want to hear the rest of the album. I had preconceptions going in. I was not interested. I'm about, I was about as interested in this album's release as I am Floyd Mayweather's fight tonight. 
I could care less. And then it comes out. I'm listening to it. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised. Why? Well, let's put it this way. If we did done the review on Monday or Tuesday, this has been strewn with twos and threes. Okay. As it is now, it's a lot different. Back then on, on Monday as well, um, I put down something on Facebook saying that it bothered me that I was not challenged by this album. This album didn't challenge me like other Prince albums have. I'm eating my words. It did challenge me, and this is how it challenged me. I didn't care for this song, at, for, for this album at first, um, and it allowed me, it forced me to have to look at, and I use the term again, musicology, my musicology, and my maturity, musical maturity. I think if this, if this is something that I had heard of this caliber uh, 10, 15 years ago, it would have taken me months for me to change my mind about it. But now I can look at it and I'm a lot more mature musically to be able to, to, to hear this album and hear it for what it is and change my mind about it a little at a time. And my reviews are, again, as of September 12th. They, the numbers would probably go up as time goes on. And that is just the facet of a lot of Prince's work. You hear his music and over time it grows on you. You hear new sounds. You get new feelings from it. And it, it has to percolate. It has to uh, um, simmer before it comes fully cooked and you can take it in all, all good. Um, so it did challenge me where I didn't think it would. So in an in a album release that I was not happy about, an album release that initially I was really, really grossed out about and said, ah, this sucks. I was pleasantly surprised. But at the same time, I was disappointed. Um, this album is polarizing, similar to the way Around the World in a Day was. And um, I, I know I had mentioned that, and, and Michael, you had said, but Around the World in a Day had cuts. And maybe this one will have cuts in time as well. However, this does. Yeah. And, and, and it probably, they'll probably be even better as it goes on. But there is one major difference. Well, two major differences here. One that I came out about when you guys were talking earlier. Ken had said, and I know he's not here to defend it, but he had said this is exactly what he, Prince, has always done in terms of uh, bringing something totally different. And, and, and here you go. Take it in. Like, love it or leave it. That this is exactly what he's always done. This is not exactly what he has always done. It isn't. For one thing, one major difference is that we have a bigger landscape of Prince music now as opposed to around the world of the day. We only had a certain amount of albums and a certain amount of musical styles to listen from him at that point. We have had since a whole slew of different styles, a whole bunch of different things, seen a whole bunch of ups and downs of different kinds of musical tastes. So we have a better view of what he can do. So when we have something like this, a polarizing album like this come out, um, the problem that I have with it is that it isn't exactly what he's done because the different, the biggest difference here is that this album, although in the way it's being distributed is very progressive. We touched on that. This is not musically progressive. This is Prince following a trend. Yes. Instead of being the person who creates a trend that other people want to look at. Preach. 
And see, <laughs> and see, and this is the biggest gripe that I have, and the biggest disappointment that I have with this album is that it is not musically progressive. Uh, it's track by track. You know, you you can make arguments that these are great tracks. Sure, they are, but as a whole, is it something that for the hardcore? I consider myself hardcore because of his progressive stance and his music making. That's what drove me to him. That's what kept me here all these years. Yeah, there were hills and valleys. But he was always trying to be progressive. And right now, it's a valley. And it didn't sound very progressive. It sounds more follow the leader. But I think that, again, at the same time, though, this is called phase one. Maybe there's something bigger that we're not privy to yet. That in the end, when we see it all, we'll be like, hey, you know what? That part started off kind of rocky, but I get it. We can look back now and see around the world in the day and say, fuck, yeah, I get it. I get that shit now because all the people that were just hanging around the, the bandwagoners for Purple Rain, they weren't around for it because he was way ahead of the game on that part because he was being progressive. Maybe he is being progressive, but it doesn't sound that way to me. Not right now. So right now it's a disappointment. But there's always hope. If, there's, if, there, if you get knocked down, you can only go up. So I hope that that happens sooner than later. He tends to do it in cycles of three albums. Uh, artificial age, this one, and probably another one before things start to change again. I hope it's sooner than later. That's the best I can say. I want to rebuttal a little bit what you said here about the progressiveness. I think that this album is musically progressive for Prince because he has not done an album like this in this style before. Is it uh, in the grand scheme of you know a particular style like this particular style? Is it a trendsetter in this genre that I can't question. Cause I don't know, but let's just say it's not, but I don't think that I, I, I think it's, it's not supposed to be. I think it is supposed to be, they want to make it this particular style, that sound, but for the Prince hardcore fan base, this would be progressive because he does not have an album that fits in this wheelbarrow before. Uh, I look at it the same way. I look at it like a get off. Was that progressive to hip hop and R and B at the time? In my opinion, it wasn't, but it was progressive for Prince. We're like, whoa, he took that sound and he was rapping. Like he, I can legitimately play that and was like, this shit is official. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think Prince could do some shit like this. He didn't change the game musically, but it was a change of game for what his style was. And I think this album fits in that same way. I think it's, um, I don't think Prince can change the music game with a new sound period I think he's already done that I think yeah, it'd be, I agree with that, it, it's unrealistic for any artist in the game that you know where he's at to come up with something you think is going to be uh, you know whatever you think that progressive moment was when he did his music I think that's impossible I don't think any artist that has 30 some albums or been in the game 30 years is going to be all of a sudden you know change the game i don't know what else he could possibly do right he's already done that i think for him now it's a point of let me give you something i haven't done it may not be it's not gonna you know shock the world per se but it will shock people who know what my pedigree is i think this album fits that perfectly like for us as the fans as the older fans i think this is a a shock like wow what, you know, again, we'll question why is he doing this? Oh, you know, people always say is he trying to reach the younger fans or things or younger people? Um, he may be, <laughs> which I'm not mad. 
I, I got to figure he already got us. You know, Sean said he's going to buy it anyway. So I, I would imagine if you already got somebody that's going to give you their money, no matter what you do, why spend your time trying to uh, pull them into something they're already into? So I think, you know, he has to sort of reach outside of himself. Otherwise, we would think he's just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, so I, I, I don't know, man. I just I hear what you're saying. I, and I, again, we are the same <laughs> school in a sense. I just think that for me, I don't expect him to give me sign of times, love, sexy, diamonds or rainbow children, too. Right. I, one prince never does that. Uh, and he can't do that. I don't think musically well, he's even he can't even play that type of music anymore. And I think it's interesting that he has to actually I have no problem. He's bringing in another producer to come in. And we've always said we wanted to see him with another producer. I may not be the person me. that we've want. Most people have we always wondered what would it be like if Prince had such and such producer stuff? Well, here it is. You know, uh, again, I don't think. He wouldn't need, I mean, when you look at the contemporaries of his normal style of music that he does is the R&B type of stuff. I don't think he's better than the people that are out there today in new music. He has classic joints, but I don't know if musically he's going to stand toe to toe with the Eric Badu's or uh, D'Angelo Maxwell or, or the countless other ones of them because he's just not in that prime musical you know what i mean space right now i don't know i just can't uh, this would have been I, I didn't expect him to make a record like this is not what i would expect but i can understand that prince is always the guy that's going to do some different shit so it makes sense um so i, I don't know anybody else has any other thoughts well uh, go ahead for me you know i'm not I, i'm not expecting Another sign of the times, you know, Rainbow Children, uh, Ronald Wood Day, whatever. Again, as I said before, I'm just expecting something that moves me, and this album isn't it for me. Sure. Again, you know, other people may love it, may think it's the best thing since sliced bread. I don't understand that how you can think that, but if you think that. So be it. That's that's the beauty of, of music and, and art. One person's trash is is another one's treasure. So, um, you know, I I just I don't hear any hear anything inspired on this. Like say the Rainbow Children again, which is you know a polarizing album. But for me at least, it was it seemed that it came from a true place in his heart, and that you know he had something that that he wanted to say both lyrically and, and although some people reject the lyrics exactly, and, and exactly. musically. You know, yeah, so. and that was a heavy concept album, you know. It's a totally, I mean, those are totally different types of pieces of art, too. Right, yeah. Uh, let's let's get in some other voices. Uh, Q-Storm, are you still here? Yes. Um, <clears throat> so, I'm going to put it like this. Uh, I'm sorry. Hello? Go ahead. You got it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put it like this. I, the, around the world in the day, was an album for me that cemented me as a Prince fan because it was so left field after coming off of Proper Rain where that was the album. I, mean, I knew 1999, I knew all the other stuff, and you know, I knew all that. But Proper Rain was when I first was getting into Prince's sphere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. And then I heard that, I'm like, what the fuck is this? But you know what? 
he didn't lead me wrong on uh, Purple Rain. So I'm going to check this out. Been a Prince fan ever since. Now, for me, Prince died when he put out Emancipation. <laughs> to me, that was a sea change. That was the change that... That was the change that everyone is complaining about with this album. That, for me, that album was like, what What happened? Where's the funk? Where? Where's that deep funk? You know, not this soft, mellow funk. Okay, so he died for me then. All right. But I got used to it. I said, all right, let me keep going. I'm not going to give up the ship. Okay? Here, when I heard this for the first time, I was away on vacation uh, for a weekend. And Sean, Sean, uh, and I am, okay, uh, Prince's album is out. It was probably midnight where I was. I was listening to it. I think it was in a holding cell. I'm sorry. What's that? <laughs> no. What'd you say? I said she was in a holding cell. But I'm just joking. <laughs> Actually, I was on the toilet, but since you asked. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Who asked? Nobody asked. <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a hotel room. I couldn't, I couldn't really hear the tracks while they were sleep. My family was sleeping, so. Okay, you don't need to go in further detail. All right, anyway. Um, and I was tweeting along like, garbage, crap, very phoned in. What the hell is this? Okay? Again, I say it again. The testament of a, of a Prince album for me, it, like, just like Around the World in the Day, Moving Forward, Love Sexy, Parade, uh, even Rainbow Children to a certain degree. If I'm bobbing my head three days later, then I can't deny it. I have to say, I may not like the fact that the Prince I know is gone. I'm never going to hear that again. I don't know why I can't hear that again. But I tell you what, I put the album on and I've listened to it. I don't know how, when did it come out? September 7th? And we're, today's the 10th? Is that right? I've, lis- I've listened to it repeatedly ever since it came out. Okay. So I can't be a hypocrite and say it's a bad album because I'm listening to it. My head is bobbing to it. I'm humming. I'm singing the songs in my car when I'm driving along. Right. So I will take this. um, I will take this new phase of Prince's career over what I heard in 1994 because I'm playing this album over and over again. That's the testament. Just like I said before, when I put in Dangerous for the first time, I was like, oh, God, Mike, really? You're just chasing, man. Five, five days later. Dangerous. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, is it good music? Put my shit aside. Prince is going to do what he wants to do. So is it good music? Overall, I say yes. The first three tracks are bumping just like the first five tracks of Dangerous, which I hated when I first heard them. They're bumping in my car, and I'm playing it over and over again, and so I can't hate on this album. Now, it peters out for me towards the end, but I'll play this album over and over again. I, I, I hate to say I, I, I hate to say that, but I have to defend this album because it's got my head moving, and that's, what it, that's all that counts. Okay. Mr. Ben. All right. Hey, y'all. I care about Prince's legacy. I I care about what's going to be said about him when it's all said and done. And I worry about blips. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a lot of advice for the Paisley Park camp. This is one of them. Everybody's doing, every, <laughs> everybody's doing the streaming thing. Here's an idea for you, Prince. 
do your own streaming service, charge a dollar or two a month, and it could just be streaming everything Prince World. Then you and Josh can get together in the studio, drop, you know, tracks all the time. Do whatever you want. But when it comes to, because you said this is like the 34th studio album, Mm -hmm. the albums that have that title of studio album, I just, I feel like they should be on a Quincy Jones level of tightness. And I just, I only get, over the last two decades, I only get bits and pieces. It's very rare that you get a complete album that's cohesive and everything works together. My overall for this album is pretty much the same as they've been for most of the albums in the last 20 years. Overall, it's a cool album. It's got some really cool stuff. It's got some shit in it that sucks. And it's pretty much the same old story. And that's why I keep being repetitive about he's not getting far enough out of the box. I think that we've basically heard, I mean, without the help of somebody like Josh, we've pretty much heard everything that this dude has to offer Mm -hmm. to the funk and R&B world. There's a world of music out there. And back in the day, like, you know, we bring up, everybody's been talking about Around the World in the Day. That was that album we were like, Prince can do anything he can do any genre from any country whatever prince is that dude and i don't feel that any that way anymore he's he's a funk r&b artist that's what he's evolved to and even with the help of josh making it a little bit more current it's still that same old thing and i i think that he needs to work with musicians that are a little bit out of his comfort zone of what he's used to you know i got into prince because he was about musical exploration and i'm not saying that this album doesn't have any of that but pretty much all the compliments that this album has been getting for being progressive and all that those are the compliments that i was giving you know i I gave those a year ago for artificial age i think that i was probably a bigger josh fan than a lot of people i think he grew in a lot of people i think that josh did his job on this album if he present if he presents a track to prince It's on Prince to take it and be like, okay, hey, I'll take it from here. We're going to make it something great. So if there's some kind of whack horn selection, I can't blame Josh for that. Prince got the final say-so on that. Prince is the one that was like, no, we're going to bring some real horns in here. We're going to knock it out the park. If there's any laziness about the album, nobody can blame Josh for that. Like I said, I listened to the the instrumental of this album, and it's it's actually pretty dope. But because some songs don't belong on this album, according to Ben, some of these songs don't belong to songs they belonged on the last album. And then there's some songs that really don't belong. There's, <laughs> when you take those out, there's really only like five songs left in this album because the first three can go. Yes, sir. As far as I'm concerned, they can go. Judith Hill can have that for her project. <laughs> the other two songs, this is what I think about with the other two tracks. And I'm going to be quick because I know we're running long. Uh, somebody else used that You Know track before Prince did, and I heard it. Yes, yeah, so and then girl named Myla. Right. So when I heard what Prince did to it, I was like, oh, my God, Prince freaked this track on a whole nother level than what she did. I feel like other artists could have taken these tracks and done the same thing, and then Prince be the odd man. I think somebody else could have taken these tracks and freaked them way harder than what Prince did. 
Uh, I got more shit. I don't want to be long-winded. Overall, it's a cool album. Like I said, it's like every other album. It's got some great shit. It's got some bullshit. If I was going to rate it uh, one to five stars, I'd give it a very weak three. All right, Mr. Amp Pool, take us home. Well, as the uh, second youngin, uh, I think I think I'll come with a different perspective. Um, all right, fine. He's experimenting. Fine, he's bringing these new young cats in. But I mean, as many of you said, the reason why he has these people and not a Jay Z, a Kanye, a Fer- Pharrell is because of control. And somebody, I, I think Benjamin just said he, that Josh is taking him out of his comfort zone from being an R and B and funk guy and bringing him to uh, different, open him up to different musical styles. But the problem is, is that that musical style isn't that great. I mean, Prince shouldn't sound like. What else is out there? Prince has always been something different and hot. And yes, Josh can make some really good beats. As Michael Dean said, he probably has a really great future. The fact that he produced Prince, it might hurt him because people are like, hey, that's not Prince. But at the end of the day, it might help him because of the fact that somebody as revered as Prince entrusted him to produce his albums and produce songs for him. And he definitely has beats that... Some of the uh, some of today's artists would love to have. But that being said, why it's a nice exposure to a sound that Prince has gotten behind. And if you take out the fact that it's Prince and what we're used to, it's some good music. But the problem being is, is that I don't think he's really pushed. He didn't really push any boundaries of giving us something new. I look at AOA. He gave us time. He gave us, uh, you know, even though it was a, a sample, uh, he gave us uh, Wow, Another Love, Funk and Roll, Fix Your Life Up on PE. Whereas here, I don't I don't see too many like, OK, damn, Prince, he, he put something really, really great out. This is a good album. It's definitely stuff that you can listen to. It's it's not as bad as I thought it was. And Jesse Nathaniel Jenkins, if you're listening, I apologize, sir. I don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what were you apologizing for specifically? I I wasn't clear. Because he came up with this post like, "Hey, you know, I really enjoy this music and." Prince is, I'm really, this is really great. And people who don't like it, you need to accept Prince for what he's doing with this music. And it's really great. And I I, I don't said I shitted on him, but I kind of came at him like, wait a minute, but this stuff isn't that good. You know, yeah, he's mixed. He's, he, he's got a new producer in that's opening him up to today's current style, but he's not, he's not producing a really great track. And, you know, he, he it was, it was debate. It was respectful. But after I've listened to the song, no, nah, I mean, I was very respectful. I didn't say, nigga, what the fuck you talking about? You, you don't know shit about music. You kiss ass, sell out, brown nose, and mother. No, nah, I didn't do any of that. I just, <laughs> I just said, like, I don't agree with it. But now that I've listened to the albums, I'm like, okay, these tracks, I'd say nine out of the 11 are good. You could definitely uh, put them on. And if you feel in the mood, you can enjoy these songs. You can enjoy this album. I mean, um, like a Mac. That Prince is the worst part of that song, in my opinion. And they produce some really good music. Will they produce iconic, memorable music? No. And to me, the main flaw of this album is the fact that you have arguably the greatest musician of the 20th century. Probably 
the greatest musician of the 21st century by today's standard. And I don't think he played much of his own instruments on any of his songs. And for me, as a Prince fan, I think he could have created better musical compositions than what Joshua did with his beat making, which is a knock, but he did make some great songs. I'm waiting to see what comes next, but I think this was an experiment. He he liked it. He had to do. He did it. The other, oh, I'm sorry. The other knock that I have against this is that there really wasn't any new music on here. If you look at the track listing, we've heard most of these songs for the better part of the, the last year or so. I'm used to like musicology. We might have got one song, like musicology, before the album came. Uh, back in the day, 1990, you, you get one song and then the album. Here, most of the, the, uh, the tracks on this album we've heard before. And it's like, okay, well, fine. You finally given this to us so we can all consume it at once. But where's the majority of the new music that you've been working on? So I'll, I'll say that too. And it's a, good, it's a good album, but it leaves me wanting more. All right, all right. You know, we we are in the midst of a whole new music industry, man. Think that you know what we're used to is that that shit is over. And I think when you take a, an artist like Prince, who is established in the old ways of, you know, you go to the record store, you, you heard the single as you mentioned, you know, the radio single, the video, and you don't hear the rest of the shit, and you get the album, you just sit down and da da. That shit is over. <laughs> and I think Prince. For his little thing, put the stamp on that shit. Like, you know what? It, it's over. I'm not giving y'all niggas no uh, uh, new songs <laughs> on the album. I'm going to put this shit together and I'm going to go where I got to go to get my money. And this is what I feel is appropriate for the way that this is going to be presented. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't necessarily like it. But I just think that's where the game is, it's particularly for somebody who was an album dude like him. I think he's become uh, somewhat of a singles, you know, let me just throw, I don't like to say throw together, but you know what? Shit, I'm not doing no videos. I'm not doing no performances of these songs. Uh, throw some of these songs out online for free. Uh, put one on Spotify, you know, put one over here. And let's go holler and see who got a check. And then let's get this money. And if it don't sell, don't matter. You know, we don't have to operate on that vantage anymore. So that means he don't have to do a lot of certain things or present the music a certain way. And I think this, to me, it just artificial age. This is exactly what that shit is about. Like, well, know? you hit on one thing that uh, is interesting to me. And we've, we've debated this before about... And Ben said something about it too. His own subscription service. Um, I know. I, I I took some. I took some shots from a couple of the fellas. Uh, the Prince about, app. I don't about, see why doesn't he have the Prince app? About uh, my my membership uh, to Lotus Flower and, and uh, <laughs> right. to uh, to MPG Music Club. But for 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 my money, the MPG Music Club. Th- those two years were so fantastic as far as everything that members got not only you know yeah. uh, uh um sound check mm-hmm. we got the rainbow children early we got the one night alone album we got the one night alone box set we right. got news yeah. and we got songs and we got the audio shows and, and a dope website yes so mm-hmm. you know and and the reason why i say that i then 
after MPG Music Club went away and then Lotus Flower came up, I happily gave my whatever, I think it was $77, $80, whatever. Again, now I, you know, I didn't get my money's worth for that, for that year, but MPG Music Club had set such a, a standard that I was like, well, of course I'm going to sign up. Of course I want exclusive tickets and all that. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say is that he's proven that it can be done. So I don't. I, I just cannot, for the life of me, and I know you. You said money is, is probably the the overriding issue. Uh, he doesn't have the capability to do that. But I mean, he he could easily set up a service where we can stream. I mean, I don't even care about downloading. I would love to be able to download the stuff, but just stream shows, associate associated artists, videos, concerts, uh, unedited, of course. Um, you know, I would easily pay you know fifty, sixty, sure. seventy dollars a month for that. Well, I don't that, but I mean, I mean to have all to have access to all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. See, but to, yeah, Prince, if you're listening, don't ignore Sean on that. But you know, <laughs> the thing is, I guess it was. I think it benefited more us as fans than it would for him. Uh, which is why I don't think he's gonna ever. I but, think this. But that's is, what I say because money, money is money is an issue. Well, yeah. Plus, I think he wants to just walk away from shit. You can't walk away from the MPG Music Club without feeling, you know, like I'm gonna fuck these people over if I don't want to do this anymore. Wasn't it? I think it was you that said that you know his people that were like they were like Prince. We need something to put up. Yeah, no, <laughs> it know? wasn't his people. It was a one guy. Was it right? So it was one. Was it Lotus Flower or? Yes, it was one guy. Okay. And so well, still, again, yeah. that guy is he does not have the infrastructure. He doesn't even run his studio that way. Let alone would he run some operation that he's unfamiliar with, which would be a streaming service. He's just not a businessman. He's a musician. So I just think that for him, title, for instance, is probably the perfect solution. Because one, you know, he just wants to get paid. So right. here's a fat check. Can we get this album cool? And then you're probably like, hell man, I'm gonna put all my other shit on here. I'm gonna get you're gonna pay me to put all this other music on here. Plus you're gonna pay me when every time somebody streams it, and I ain't gotta do shit, but just send you the finished product and you put it up there. And I don't have to maintain this shit. I can walk away and just get checks. I think that's for Prince is exactly why he would never do a music club. Well, I got a question for everybody. Who's who's staying with Title? Can I can I jump in? Can I jump in real quick? Oh, go ahead. Uh, I, I just want to. And Mike, you seem pretty savvy about these things. That I respect what you're saying. Um, like you say, it's probably better for Prince than it is for the fans to do what he's doing. But how how do people like Joshua? How do people like Curly Fries? How do people like? Um, <laughs> What's her name? Judith Hill. How do they get paid off of a deal from Title? Where the check does, does Prince break them off from what he makes up front from Title? I can only speculate. Do, 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 I would imagine that he probably. Ask well, I, I can only speculate for Joshua. What's the other Ascap and I get the other one. Well, yeah. I, again, unless they got publishing rights, but I can only speculate that. I, let's say a guy like Joshua, he's probably on a payroll. I would imagine, right? He's probably getting paid weekly, just like his wife. Uh, to be a part of that organization. Now, for those artists who do the songs, if they get paid, I would imagine Prince is like, I'm going to break you off some money here or something. Or maybe he's like, I ain't going to give you no money up front. You working with Prince, goddammit. Yeah, it's a, the exposure. That's I would the say cosign it's, <laughs> and the yeah. gateway into the game. And but this is the thing. I mean, how, many, how many careers has that helped? Just be, ooh, I'm going to be on. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with, with Prince. You. Uh, how, at, you're how many right. Careers has that launched? You're exactly yes. well. It's launched a lot, actually. Ooh, well, post, I mean, post eighties. Morris Day. I'm talking about. I'm talking oh, about sure, like sure. the last. 
20 years, well, you know, the Via, the Bria Valentine's. And- you're exactly right. It doesn't. I mean, that, but that, again, that it's speaks, a launching pad. That it gives them exposure. That Prince is not the producer we sort of try and make him out to be. Prince look, is good look. at making Prince shit. Well, let's, people well, let's latch say on and can be a part of it, but you're not going to go be no... Sh- I mean, unless you count Carmen Electra or something. But other guess, than that, you know, he's not I breaking people like is, that. If Prince were to call me and say, Mike Q, I want you to produce a song for me. I, I, first, I'm a, you know, I, I'm going to be starstruck, but I'm going to say, how much are you paying? Because that whole thing, you get to be exposed by Prince. I'm like, ah. Well, and that may be why he doesn't work with the... For rails, because well, <laughs> you no, know no, those I, cats I, up front is like I need hundred grand for per beat. Prince probably like <laughs> I can go. I can get niggas to do this shit for free. Are you serious? You know, get but up it, out of here. You know, as far as the as far as the exposure thing, how, how many of us would say we we're in a record shop? We see Bria Valente. We see the CD. Would at least at least pick it up. To at least look at it, just you know, maybe check the back, see if Prince is on there, or whatever, or, or Andy Allo. So also, I mean, as far as just having that exposure, I would be yeah, more. Well, Sean. let me finish. Can yeah, I finish? <laughs> I would be more primed to at least give Andy Allo a listen because of her association with Prince. Where if it's just if I just see a post to Andy Allo, I'm gonna keep it moving. Why? Because I don't know her, but because Prince is co-signed her, it, that at least gives me the interest to check her stuff out. Now, whether or not I buy it or purchase it, that's a whole other story, but it, at least it gives them that uh, that little edge that other artists don't have. Hey, I've worked with Prince. I didn't get paid, but hey, I've worked with them, and that that uh, increases the chance that someone may buy my new album because of that association. But, but okay, I'm going to have to rebu- yeah. rebuke that and the fact that... <laughs> And the fact that, come on, man, we know good and damn well that Prince will write a song for a chick if he gonna smash. So, well, I'll say I'm not on that. <laughs> Sean, wow, it's one thousand. I just want to say to Sean again, but I think what you're no disrespect. You you feel the way you feel about this album, and I I completely understand where you're coming from. But in your what you just your statement you just made, you kept talking about your perspective, your reference. <clears throat> we've all That's said reference I have. I know, but you have all, you have said we've all I think we all agree Prince is not going after us. It's about going at, you keep saying I would see I would see a CD, I would at least pick it up cuz Prince's name. Now, you're 15 in 2015, you're 16 or 17. Put yourself in that position. They're not going to go by and see a Prince CD and say, "Oh, that's Prince. Oh, let me pick up I got Macklemore. Let me go check out Prince. It's not going to work like that. So that that's why I'm saying I, I I don't see. I think we have to accept the fact that he is not in a position like Michael Dean's been preaching all this time. He's about the money now, and the money is being spent by millennials. So you can't put your you can't uh, put, when it comes to music. Not well, as no, much. I, I, I say this. He is about his business. <clears throat> now his business is about making money. But I think he understands that it's gotten a different way. So in terms of him worrying about, you know, the record sale or whatever, that's not how he's going to get his money. Uh, and he knows that. He knows he's going to be on that concert. And so how do I get paid for doing music? Because that's what I like to do. Well, you know, I can go to these places and see if they'll pay me a good check for for some music, you know, and, and I can get paid off of that. And again, as a payroll that he's going to pay certain people. 
But you take a person like Andy Allo. Here's what I say Andy Allo gets out of that. I don't know if she got paid or not. I can't tell you that. But what I could tell you what it does is when Prince really co-signs somebody, he can walk her to the Tonight Show. He can walk her to Jimmy Fallon and say, hey, you're going to have a mini concert uh, with me, or but you got to give her a night, right? Or she has to get on the Tonight Show. If she came out by herself, she would have never been on those national exactly. TV well, that's shows. So that's the point. kind of case that she gets. Now, again, it only happens with a few. Did uh, not Judith Hill? You're not seeing her on the Tonight Show right now, but maybe that's just not. They're not trying to pump her. But same, you know, same, Mar- same with uh, you know. You saw Liv. Liv was on the shows uh, and whatnot, and she got that co-sign from Prince. I think that's what it is about right now. He's not in a position. He's not Kanye, right? He's not Dr. Dre. He's not uh, Nicki Minaj. He's not Lil Wayne. Now those guys, yeah, you're gonna get paid. Because <laughs> we're making millions right now, right? Well, they hot. So when they co-sign somebody, not only do they get to go on the national spotlight, they will sell some tickets. But Prince well, isn't in that position. Well, uh, let me ask Aunt Pooh. Aunt Pooh, would you have been going to the Andy Allo concert had it not been for her association with Prince? Hold it. No. Okay. It, it, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. He made me aware of her. But when I listened to her, when I listened to her music and saw this chick can sing and she got some hits, that's what keeps me. Exactly. That made me go to but her. So. You would not have heard of her had it not been for Prince. That's but true. What, but I'm just saying that didn't that isn't what made me go spend money on her. Like I'm not spending money on Judith Hill. I'm not spending money on well, Liv Warfield. Right. And even though she's more talented. Well, and, and that leads me to another question. I wanted to kind of get a round table poll. Who who's staying with title? Um, I'm not. I'm. It's 2015. Right Who spends money on music? Well, oh, go ahead, Q. Q. No, I said I. am not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna cancel it on the 28th. Okay. I, I'm not staying with it, but only because I'm already paying for Google, which I happily stay with that. Which is you know, and I'm so, not staying sort of a com- uh, same type of service. I, I'll tell you this. I, I'm curious what you guys think after using a service like that. What do you think about it? I I put up there and in my apology to J- uh, Jesse, title is a is, is really good. I like the, the user interface. I like the intuitiveness on the on my iPhone. I can uh, I, when uh, I pull up the individual songs, it's easy to to scrub through to get to a point in the song compared to Apple, who's totally fucked up their music player. It's easy yes. to navigate through the different albums through the different songs. The, even the uh, the web page is easier to navigate through. So I, I, I owe Jay-Z an apology title. I, I would fuck with it if I didn't have to pay for it. And then the other, th- <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, is uh, um, I, uh, Prince is putting up his back catalog. I'm like, uh, listen to uh, Expectations, C-Note, News. He put up The Truth. So I'm like, I, I'm, I'm feeling that. And, I've, uh, and the one thing I will say, Prince is doing it better than some of the other artists because I went through Kanye and Jay-Z and Beyonce's catalog and I'm not finding anywhere near the depth of, uh, well, first of all, I mean, okay, yeah, it is Prince, but still the depth of songs and exclusives. Like he put up Stare and uh, I Fall in Love Tonight and some of the other ones. So titles, a title. if I didn't have to pay for it, title. <laughs> Love that title I, is I, really good. Hey, my, I'm, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm right, here, go ahead, bro. Go, you got it. I'm sorry. Okay, here That's we go. Good. Um, he he released C note on title. I'm late to the game. 
you know, I'd heard a couple of tracks from it, but I hadn't heard C-Note. So as well as listening to this album this week, I had been listening to the C-Note. And I'm like, why can't Prince like put some dope lyrics on this type of music, which would be more of what I would expect from a brilliant musician? That makes sense. Yeah. That, well, that, that That's a dope instrumental album. And I'm like, these are the type of tracks the motherfucker need to be making songs out of it because this is this is at the level of musicianship that i expect from a guy like him and then we get like the type of stuff that we've been talking about the last couple of hours where it's a little bit watered down well i love the fact that c note is all from uh sound checks from different <laughs> different places i just i just think that, that whole one night alone era uh it was just phenomenal for but to get back to title for me and I know me and Mr. Dean have kind of gone back and forth on this. There's just too many gaps in the catalog for, for many artists that I would listen to uh, for me to, to stay with the service. Because if, if I'm going to pay to have it, I want everything that the, the artists have. I mean, just I named a couple albums. They don't have um, uh, Stevie Wonder's music, music of my mind. Uh, last time I checked, they didn't have Love Sexy. Um I was even listening to the Beastie Boys on there the other day, and they were, one of their albums were missing. I mean, just I mean, for me that that's a deal breaker for me. I mean, it, it just if if I could just type in something and find it. Not to mention they didn't even have any of the associated artists: Vanity, Apollonia, uh, the, uh, the the Family. No streaming service has those, but okay, okay, but still, but I'm just saying. But if if I'm going to be paying my money to them, then you know I would want that. I mean, Prince is providing you know, his stuff to them. And that is his stuff. Although his name isn't on the, the actual title, he, he's getting checks from it. So, you know, they have a live Morris day album out there. Yeah. The it, time yeah. Album, yeah. It's got, that's, that's banging. But it said <laughs> Morris day. So I, I didn't know if that was the time. Oh, no, it is. It's well, yeah. Morris day. It's, the time. it's not the, the time, but it, it's, it's a banging. group of guys called the time. It's well, the, the deal breaker for me was when I found uh, Sean, Told me that La 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 He He He, one of my favorite Prince songs is on there, and it fades out when there's a lot of funk left to go. I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then, you know, I, 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 Sean and I were going back and forth about, not going, you know, he was schooling me about Marvin Gaye, and I went on there, and some of those tracks sound like they're fading out early, man. Well, if you're listening to a hits package, then yes, you gotta you gotta go with the album. You gotta cut. Go to the, the whole album. So, I, you know, I, I would say this: a lot of the things that you guys are are saying are actually. Uh, problems with labels and, and things uh, nothing to do with the actual services uh the songs some of the songs you mentioned like the prince 12 inches for instance warner brothers has never released you know re-released I know, but those the prince is, doesn't prince own them now why couldn't he give the full track to title uh i don't know if he actually owns them or not i don't know if he owns them <laughs> he may not I actually own something them. I thought he got his masters i thought well, that I was... know, those are albums these are these are totally different situations again even his whole thing is not all out there. Most of all, his Warner Brothers albums, most but not all, are out there. It's not because Prince doesn't want them out there. I think Warner Brothers just has a lot of them out of print for whatever reasons, aside from the 12 inches. But again, most artists' 12 inches are not out there either, right? Uh, but I think, a lot, again, a lot of the stuff you guys are saying, is you would find that on all of the services, unfortunately, because we're still early. A lot of these labels, they just haven't put everything out there digitally yet uh which would be no different than i think i was trying to when i was talking to sean about a netflix or or apple movie thing they don't have every movie right 
every movie is just not available yet. Um, well, that, that's another question. Why Netflix, Hulu, even Easy Easy what's the Easy News? I can I can uh, pay a subscription not ten dollars a month mm-hmm. and get 1080p quality uh, movies. Why am I paying twenty five dollars a month to get uh, what they call hi fi in quote marks music? Uh, well, one I wouldn't pay twenty five dollars a month, but uh, I guess it's no different than Netflix. Like, right? You can't. You'd be hard pressed to find Denzel Washington movies on Netflix, right? He's on Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers has no deal with Netflix. So you're not going to see a lot of those movies. It's a ton of movies you don't see on certain services for whatever reason. Uh, I think it's the same thing with Spotify. Good. Well, no, I'm, not, I'm talking about the cost, the, the price point. Well, I, if, uh, if the title were ten dollars sure. a month, I'm, I'm, I'd keep it. It is ten dollars a month. Yeah, well, low, I'm talking low quality. It is. Support. It'd be the same quality you would get on Google Play or iTunes. And no one seems to bat like, an okay, eye. Well, that's something I would consider then, because I'm. I figure if I'm getting a music streaming service, I want the best quality I can get, and that's twenty five ninety nine. But I, I, I think say, if you if you set up if you get the right headphones and if you set up the right sound system, you'll get the quality you're looking for. But remember, uh, the Hi Fi is only on. You got to have Chrome. No, you don't. What? That's no, what it don't. said when I was. I'm looking at I, I, this whole review. I've been watching. I've been playing back tracks on uh, my uh, Safari. Uh, when I was when I was in uh, uh, whatever signing up for it, it said uh, Chrome is only or Hi-Fi is only on Chrome. They got I'm, your money, not mine. Well, they, they, they didn't get my money. <laughs> well, I would say this. You know, go listen to the non quote unquote Hi-Fi version, and you tell me, ask yourself, do you really tell the difference? You're probably right. Because I, 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 I don't know. No different. I've been losing Google for over a year. And shit sounds the same as my music. I ain't heard no difference. I think the losses is that they're just ripping it straight from the, let's say, a CD, for instance. I, the normal human ear is not going to tell the difference. Well, that's a good point. And I appreciate you guys uh, schooling me on that. Because now i got to figure out how do I cha- change it from the hi-fi trial to the regular trial uh, so I don't right. charge $25 and September 30th. Yeah, you know, the only thing with title, I, I give them props on, is to me it's all the same. It's just that the only thing they have different than the other places is they have the videos, and they have a lot of exclusives, probably because they're you know artists affiliated, so they can put their shit on there like that, because you're not going to find that on the other services, right? They're just The other services are more corporate, and they just do the deal with the label, and it's a wrap. So I do give them props for that. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, streaming is—it's uh, an interesting sort of thing. I, I like it because, like I said before, you know, you say you type in Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, and you're right, boom, all the albums uh, that are available are there for you to do how you want, uh, which I think is cool, just to be able to listen to anything at any time. And it's ten bucks. Is I mean, if I can't afford ten dollars, then I need to get out. Of the game. <laughs> and like I said, uh, Apple. Every time they turn around, they're tweaking their fucking iTunes and I now the Apple Music is just so fucking Fuck cumbersome. You know, As, uh, Q would say to navigate and find what you want. Whereas Title, I'm I'm I'm, try, I'm really trying not to be on Jay Z's nuts with this, but when I do a search, the album comes are right are right there, and it's easy to. To use their player, I I got it. I just got it. I got to co-sign what he just said. I do find it to be kind of a, a, a laggy or buggy experience on my iPhone. I don't know if that's because I have the 5s and it's older, but 
iTunes has completely fucked up that interface, man. It, I yep. can't, yes. I can't yes. make Hated it. This is to Sean. To Sean, he asked me justifiably, why have I not digitized the, the, uh, the, the, the flash drive that he sent oh. me <laughs> five months ago? It's because I know it's going to be a fucking pain trying to get it into iTunes and on my iPhone. I don't know what they're doing over there at Apple, but iTunes is a horrible experience right now. I know. Uh, I I actually listened to uh, uh, Superman the movie soundtrack at work the other uh, yesterday, just just to kind of get me out of the work chaos, and I just needed to zone out. And I was like, "What's a good you know classical sound?" And I and I was like, "Oh, cool, they got it." And I clicked on it and listened to the whole thing, and I was like, "Ah, that that something like that would you know make me want to you know keep Spotify." See, that's what I'm talking about, Spotify. man. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But all right, um, man, we've been on this for heavy. We, we lost uh, day drop, and I think Ben, you' about to jump out too as well. So we gonna yeah in a minute. Yeah, I was yeah trying we, to hang we, in we're there. gonna wrap this thing up here. Uh, but yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, let us know what you think about hit and run. Very curious to hear what the listeners think about it. Um, I know what Miles got to say about it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Miles. You know what I got to say about it. You know what you had to say. <laughs> uh, but we want to hear what the listeners got to say about it. So leave us some comments. Definitely uh, tell us what's going on. And with that, we're going to go around the room and let you know where you can find us. And we're going to start with Mr. Ben. Hey, what's going on? All right. The sign that y'all can find me on Instagram, Benjamin Virgo. That's it. All right. Mr. Q-Storm. You can find me on QStorm.com forward slash lightning strikes. But I do most of my ranting on Facebook as Michael Jones. And yes, he does. I'm ranting a lot on Twitter as of late um, uh, at QStorm3476. Keyword ranting. All right. Mr. <laughs> Hashtag. Mr. Sean Hill. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hill Street Views. You can also find me on Facebook, Sean Hill and Real Movie Talk. And uh, currently I have up on uh, podcastjuice.net an uh, article I wrote, what, a year or so ago. Uh, I would die for uh, reissues looking for the purple banana. Uh, it's a little bit dated, but it's some, just some Prince-related content for you to check out. So that's on podcastjuice.net. See, why, why are you uh, hitting running us, man? <laughs> I just I just drop you some shit that I don't want, right? Yeah, you, that shit came out last year. Right? <laughs> I, had, I, I had Joshua add a couple uh-huh. of things here and there. Mm-hmm. All right, Mister uh, Ampu. Yeah, he stole my joke. I was gonna say dated. You mean like Joshua's beats? Oh, wow. <laughs> whatever. Props to Joshua, man. You're doing your thing, boy. Uh, but they're dated. Come on. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Prince Instagram. is dated. Jail. <laughs> uh, Twitter and Instagram and at Poo and that's all I got right now alright definitely check us out at Podcast Juice also the website podcastjuice.net ladies and gentlemen yes I know there is a problem with our iTunes feed and I am trying to get that solved so bear with me you have to go to the website uh, or online somewhere to find the shows but uh, I know that it's going on I'm working on it so hey I guess what I will do is work on it like it's a job, and I'll see you next time. Peace.